Good evening and welcome to the November 14, 2023 meeting of the Milton Select Board. Before we begin, please join us as we recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you for that. Um, before we begin, um, uh, the Milton community uh, uh, just about a week ago lost uh, uh, someone who's been involved in our um, veterans programs and our American Legion uh, for many, many years. Uh, he was uh, mentioned at our Veterans Day ceremony um, and he's someone who participated in our community as a town meeting member. And uh, as I said, as someone who drove a lot of the veterans programs and the veterans events for many, many years, uh, Frank Stout uh, was a, a vital member of our community. So if you'd all join us as we take a moment of silence to remember Frank Stout. Thank you for that. Item three is public comment. For public comment, we, um, uh, based on our recent uh, edition of the policy, we allow 21 minutes, uh, seven, uh, three minutes uh, per speaker, up to three minutes per speaker, which would be uh, seven speakers if each person takes their allotted three minutes and more if they take less. Uh, and typically we go back and forth uh, between those online and those who are here in person. Um, the three minutes, unfortunately, is, is, is uh, is uh, pretty strict because of the law. We have to allow uh, an equal amount of time to everyone to do this. So what I typically do is to, is, is that I will give someone the, uh, a, a, a little bit of a, a nudge at two minutes and 30 seconds so they know when th three minutes are up. So I think we have a number of people signed up. So if you wanna, if you wanna come up uh, for the in-person folks, come up in the order as best you can as you signed in, uh, that, would be, that would be great. And if you come in and give your name, an address and take your three minutes, um, that would be great. And I'll, actually, Mr. Milano will be timing the 21 minutes and I'll time the, uh, the three minutes. And as I said, I'll give you a little bit of a, of a high sign at two minutes and 30 seconds. Thank you so much. My name is Nawar Moussin and I live at 19 Low Circle in Milton. Dear select board members, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and a special thank you to Ben Zoll for all the invaluable advice and information that he provided. I am grateful to live in a town like Milton, where love and compassion are at the forefront of all that we do as a community. Examples are far too many to list tonight. Just as our community has stood in solidarity and raised the flag for the innocent Israelis, our brothers and sisters in humanity, horrifically killed by Hamas on October 7th. I am respectfully and humbly requesting that we stand in solidarity and raise the flag for the innocent Palestinians, our brothers and sisters in humanity, who are being horrifically killed as we speak. 
for a crime they did not commit. What better way to show that we in Milton are standing united that by raising the Palestinian and Israeli flags side by side, affirming that coexistence and peace, dignity and love is indeed possible. And what we in Milton stand for, we stand against anti-Semitism. We stand against Islamophobia. And we stand against any bigotry that devalues a person's humanity. My friend, Alex Rosenberg, a Jewish friend and a fellow resident of Milton, will be reading a statement from Rabbi Benjamin from the Congregation of the Blue Hills supporting this initiative. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Machine. Um, let's go next um, to our um, online. We have one hand raised online, and then we'll come back to an in-person uh, person. So uh, if we want to promote, um, looks like Marianne Kinsella has her hand. Correct. How are you? Oh, let me, how do I, we can where's hear, my face? You don't want to see my face anyway. Uh, and, and one thing, uh, Ms. Kinsella, um, usually I, I, I try to give people the heads up at, at two and a half minutes, and no one can ever hear me. Uh, okay. For the online people, so if 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 if, there, if there's a way you could see, I'll I'll kind of wave at you if you don't hear me at about two minutes and thirty seconds. Okay? Sure, I I don't know why I can't get the camera on. I apologize. <laughs> All right, well we we'll think only the best of, of okay. Of, of the way you well, my hair is not done, so <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, my name is Marion Kinsella, and actually I know Noir Messina. It's very nice to see her on there. Um, it came to my attention that there's been a little conflict between, I didn't even know there was an Israeli flag up, if by understanding there is one. And um, and now they want to put the Palestinian flag up. And additionally, there's a Ukrainian flag up. I don't think any flags should be up. Um, I think the only flag that should be flying in municipal buildings is the American flag. We are all Americans. Um, and that's the only flag that should be flying up. I think what we put on our own properties, supporting, um, you know, the Palestinians, supporting the Israelis through this horrible time is, is fine. But I think in town buildings, at the fire department, the police department, the school, in those areas, we are all American. And those are the only flag. And that is the only flag that should be hanging there. And I, I just think all these flags need to come down. Um, I didn't realize as a Jewish woman that that flag was up there and it bothers me because it should only be the American flag. We are all Americans. We're all in this together. And I think that right now there's so many other things dividing this town that this is just going to not make it any better. Um, I am against Islamophobia. I'm, uh, Islamophobia. I'm against uh, anti-Semitism. And I just wish that we would keep certain things neutral and putting flags of other countries up at our municipal buildings, I don't think is a great idea. So I just wanted to voice my opinion on that. And thank you so much for taking the time to let me speak. Thank you, Ms. Kinsella. Was that under three minutes? It, you, you, you clocked in at a minute 35. So you, you, uh, you actually are the best, you're the best of the year so far. You're the oh, best since great. May. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so we'll go back to our in-person um, in person, folks. Good evening. My name is Alex Rosenberg, and as Noir said, I'm going to be reading a um, a statement by Rabbi Alfred H. Benjamin of the Congregation Beth Shalom of the Blue Hills. 
Dear members of Milton Select Board, given that I am en route back to Boston following the stand with Israel rally in Washington, D.C. today, I appreciate that a fellow um, Jewish resident of Milton is reading this on my behalf. First and foremost, I want to thank the Select Board for the tremendous support you have offered the Jewish community here in Milton in the wake of the grotesque terror perpetrated on October 7th by Hamas on Israeli civilians, along with those from other nations. Your additional declaration supporting the right responsibility and necessity for the state of Israel to defend itself against Hamas, given its two major objectives, to kill Jews and destroy the one and only Jewish state, was also much appreciated. Flying the Israeli flag in front of the town hall was a powerful, symbolic act. Thank you. Now, though, is the time for more. I agree with the Milton citizens, including members of Milton Muslim Neighbors and members of the Milton Interfaith Clergy Association, who have shared with me a deep sense of worry, heartache, and dismay about the pain, suffering, displacement, and death being experienced by civilians in Gaza, and also the ongoing plight of the hostages being held by Hamas. It is important for the wider community in Milton to know that our select board understands that Hamas does not represent all Palestinians, that there are many in the Palestinian and Muslim community who seek peace, looking forward to the creation of a Palestinian state that would live side by side with the state of Israel. Many in the Jewish community, including me, feel the same. In 1995, as a new Israeli citizen and thus first time voter, I was proud to cast my ballot for a party that called for two-state solution. Now more than ever, I would do so again. With that in mind, I would strongly support the select board should you decide to put up a Palestinian flag next to the Israeli flag. It would be a symbolic act that encourages all of us to look forward to a hoped for future. An act that says what's going on now is not the, not the way it has to be. And for anyone who might object, please remind them that Hamas has a flag and that no one is asking for it to be welcomed into our town. Thank you, shalom, salam, peace. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, Mr. Rosenberg. Um, I don't see anyone online. So seeing none, uh, if we have someone else who's signed up. Hello, my name is Véronique Vendette, and uh, I'm not going to be as eloquent as our previous speakers, but I think we're all saying the same thing. I think that in Milton, um, we're very respectful and loving of our neighbors, and that's why we love our town so much. And I think that when I saw the select board message that went out November 2nd, knowing all of the loss of life that have happened on both sides. I was a, a little perplexed that there was nothing mentioned about the Palestinian civilians that have died. Um, so I just want to be mindful that as a town, if we send messages out like that, we need to be inclusive. And so that's what I wanted to share. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, I see, uh, I see we have one online, so we'll go next to the person on the line, uh, who is Mr. Hadjar. Which Hadjar? John Hadjar. Okay. 
John, are you there? Excuse me. John, this is John Hazrick. Can you hear me? We can hear you well. Uh, John, I'm going to oh, try, I'm going to try to give you the, the high sign at about two minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. Well, my statement will be very short. Oh, great. I just okay. want to say that there's no moral equivalence. And I agree with Marianne Kinsella that, that the only flag that should be flying is the American flag. Uh, however, it's, it, I want the record to reflect that there's absolutely no moral equivalence between the horrors perpetrated against poor, innocent civilians, Israelis, on October 7th, and what uh, and the response of Israel. And unfortunately, there are poor, innocent Palestinians who are held hostage by an Islamist terrorist organization. We have to make, make clear that distinction. Uh, there's no there's no equivalence between Hamas and the state of Israel. Israel has is a is a is a state that's recognized by the United Nations, and it has and its citizens have a right to live in peace. Now, I'm an American, proud American, but my grandparents came from Lebanon, and they experienced the same Islamist violence uh, that's being perpetrated now against the Israelis. That's continued to be perpetrated against minorities in the Middle East, uh, especially Christians, Yazidis and innocent Muslims who want to live in peace with others. Unfortunately, the radicals have the upper hand, and they have had so for a long, long time. So I want to make clear that, that all the people stand with the Israelis, other, other minorities from the region that have, that have watched what, what's happened in, in the course of history. And uh, I just want to make it clear, uh, you know, the, the same ideology that, that drove these, these, these subhuman people to, to do what they did to those to, to rip babies out of their womb and while they were, and rape their, their mothers did the same thing in Damore in Lebanon in 1976 killing killing over 500 going into a church and slaughtering slitting throats and raping and murdering it's not well it wasn't well uh, you know reported at the time but that happened so it it, it happened in, in in all over the Middle East by these radical Islamic jihadists and I want the record to reflect that and the record to reflect that there's absolutely no moral equivalence between the Israeli defense forces using every humane method to uh, minimize civilian casualties and the radicals of Hamas. There's no moral equivalence. One is to be uh, praised for, for doing everything possible to minimize uh, uh, casualties among the innocent. And one seeks to kill and, and maim and rape and murder. 30 and seconds, they have Mr. to be Hedger. eradicated for the, for the sake of civiliz Western civilization. And I think the state of Israel and the IDF stand for not just the Israelis, but they stand for all of Western civilization, and we should stand behind them. But I agree that we, we, we can't be flying other flags in the United States of America. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Hedger. Um, all right. Um, we have a gentleman, sir. Getting closer to 21 minutes. I uh, where are we next? Yeah, so, oh, okay. so you get uh, I'll be quick anyway. Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Michael Kenefick. I'm an attorney uh, who uh, I work with Moriarty, Bielen, and Malloy. Uh, we have <coughs> offices in Quincy and in Boston. Uh, I'm here tonight because I represent a group of abutting homeowners that reside on Woodlot Drive, Governor Stoughton Lane, and Quisset Brook. And I'm here to express some of their concerns about the RFP that this board is preparing for the, quote, friendly 40B development of that land at 165 Governor Stoughton Lane. 
uh, as you know, in typical circumstances, a comprehensive permit is sought following or in contemplation of a sale of a property between private landowners uh, and private parties. In those cases, the town has very little say in and not much control over how the land will ultimately be developed, being required to grant waivers of your locally adopted regulations to protect environmentally sensitive areas in Milton. Moreover, uh, you have to grant waivers of your zoning requirements. Those zoning requirements adopted by a two-third majority, supermajority at your town meeting are a definitive and clear reflection of how the town's residents want their community to grow. Because 40B development plans often conflict with that vision, they are often met with opposition from the community, particularly those that live nearby, that will be most, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, most affected by it. And those are my clients, the ones that live uh, on the, uh, the surrounding streets. Uh, here you have a unique situation where you may be deciding to go from complete control over this property to having very little. And you, also be, <clears throat> you will also be voluntarily placing a great strain on your local services, such as your schools, your public works department, and your police and fire departments. And be mindful that while this may be a friendly 40B, the town will not be immune from appeal by the developer or from having to expend significant resources, <clears throat> resources defending an appeal taken by abutters. In this case, the RFP proposes the construction of 35 units on 3.5 acres of land, which comes out to, when you do the math, one dwelling per tenth of an acre in a residential aid district. As you know, your bylaws allow for one, <clears throat> one family dwellings, religious buildings and schools, agricultural use, open space, and municipal uses in the residential aid district. Nonprofit clubs, cemeteries, small garages, nurseries, medical and charitable facilities, and riding stables are allowed in the <clears throat> residential aid district by special permit. Your bylaws generally require that a lot in the residential aid district be at least 40,000 square feet in size. 30 seconds, Mr. Cameron. With a 30 foot setback uh, front and rear setback and 20 foot side foot <laughs> setbacks. Uh, large scale 12 unit apartment buildings such as those that are being proposed here are not contemplated in a residential aid district. As for the trust, you are, under, you are acting under the authority of, as you know, um, that trust requires that the land use, be used for the benefit of the poor in the town of Milton. Only half of the proposed units will be- Thank you, Mr. Cameron. Thank you, all. sir. I have a statement. Uh, perhaps I can send that. Sure, you can email it to us. You can okay. email it to us and we'll- Yeah, I still uh, have another page left, so. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, if you, ha you have our, our emails are online or, okay. you know, we are, it's really just our, our first initial last name and then townofmilton.org. Okay. You can send it to I all in, it's in Milano at townofmilton.org town okay. if you want to send it to Mr. Milano. Thank you. Um, oh, all right, right. that's <laughs> all right, that's all right. Um, all right, so, um, Mr. Jackson is next. No, nobody online? No. All right. Pete? Um, good evening. Um, I'm Peter Jackson, 14 Capon Street. Um, I've been following your work with the Mass Department of Transportation um, as you review and comment and push them a bit on their proposal on the uh, proposed rotary at the corner of Randolph Avenue and Chickatawba Road. Um, I'm delighted that MassDOT has agreed to conduct a, a more comprehensive Route 28 corridor study to address a lot of the concerns of neighbors and neighboring businesses and the towns. I think that's a great step forward. Um, it seems to me that this presents a, a tremendous uh, opportunity 
to consider the establishment of a school zone uh, along Randolph Avenue in the area of the six acre parcel that's part of the discussion of providing a new school. Um, I think the establishment of a school zone with reduced speeds, sidewalks, a signalized pedestrian crossing, and perhaps other measurements to improve safety at the location um, would be a very valuable thing. Uh, this analysis would help in the consideration of that site for a new school if the current Guile Road uh, site becomes untenable. So I urge you to work with MassDOT to add uh, the consideration of a school zone in that vicinity as part of their corridor study. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. Um, okay. And come on, go ahead. Uh, nobody else online? How much more time do we have? We have time, I think, Nick, right? Oh, plenty of time. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a comment and a question. If you could just give uh, your, your, your name and your address. We typically don't, uh, we typically just take uh, comments. Okay. We typically okay. don't have an exchange uh, okay. during public comment, but, but we do have a public comment response uh, later on the, later on the meeting. Okay. Um, uh, my name is Dr. Shamron Mako. I live on 40 St. Mary's Road. Um, I want to offer clarification of the comment earlier from Mr. Hajar. Um, about the plight of Middle Eastern Christians. Middle Eastern Christian here from Iraq. I'm an indigenous Assyrian. And actually it was because of the American intervention in 2003 that saw the largest flight of Christians from the Middle East. So I wanna um, clarify that. Um, but my question is procedural. Article or section 31 of the town bylaws say, no person shall sell, solicit, or display goods, articles, wares, or merchandise um, basically on town public property without um, license to do so, first by having obtained a written permit from the Board of Selectmen. And so my question is, how was the decision made to raise the Israeli flag and the Ukrainian flag? Um, was there a permit that was um, solicited? And how was that decision taken? And I'd love some clarification on that as a procedural and administrative question. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. All right. Um, Mr. Chair. Uh, well, let's just make sure we're, we're, we're through uh, citizen speak. Uh, we, don't, we don't see anyone else online. Anyone else here? All right. Thank you for that. We're done with item three. This is all. I'd like to suggest, since we have a large crowd here uh, from public uh, comment, that we move the uh, public comment response to the next if there's no objection no objection we'll move item 23 up to now which is public comment response all right public comment response mr Zoll? well uh so i, I want to just thank everyone for coming out i think we've heard from a lot of folks uh about uh this subject and um Later uh, in the agenda, I'll be talking about a, a different approach. Um, but I think that uh, a, a, perhaps a, a special meeting of uh, the select board to consider uh, a motion of raising uh, the Palestinian flag, which I, I want to emphasize again, like many people have emphasized, is not the flag of Hamas, um, might be uh, in order. And if we should probably un try to undertake that um, before the end of the week. 
so that, um, as I know, we have sort of a December 1st hard stop for um, fl all flags. Um, I, there are other points raised that I don't feel like I, I need to um, to get into in detail, but I feel like that would be, um, and I'll, I'll have a, a formal statement to read if we have such a meeting about the flag. Thank you, Mr. Zoll. Other comments and questions? Mr. Wells. Thank you, Mr. Chair. And thank you to the residents who came out tonight. Thank you to Rabbi Benjamin for his sending his words in. It's been over 100 days since I left this room. And uh, I wasn't sure tonight if tonight I was going to come back, but today I thought about it this afternoon and I thought, I think I was pretty clear when I spoke at the temple a few weeks ago about how much I consider the respect for humanity and human life and the sanctity of human life in all forms to be very strong and very important. Unlike my colleagues, I'm the only one in this room, like those who've been, that have been to Israel, to the West Bank, to Palestine, to Syria, to the Lebanese border. I know what it's like to run from the sound of a missile being launched and have to seek shelter. And I can empathize and only imagine what it must be like to live there in both of those places tonight. I often say there's no place in the world for hate, but we sit here tonight and we know that all of us are witnesses to it. Um, I strongly supported the Israeli flag being fallen. And, and to your point, you're referring to a citizen. We're, we're agents of the, of the town, so we raised it as agents of the town, which is a little bit different. I, um, without making a motion, I think it would be only fair. And I hear uh, Mr. Hajar very strong. There have been over 24 attacks on Syrian bases, on Americans from Iraq since the war in, in Israel started. War is very hard. I am the father of a combat Marine. My daughter served at Al-Assad base, which is being bombed now during a very hectic and wild times in 2004. I know what it's like to see your child board a C-130 or an M-16 and head to a country that you've never been in before. But I do believe that for all of us, just as America, we need to stand as we always have for human morality and the sanctity of human life. So if, and I will say it publicly, um, as much as I have Muslim friends, I have Israeli friends and I have American friends. And I think for all of us, I think if it gets to the point that we make a motion, I think as a town and as a country, we should stand with both of them. It's not Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Hamas, is, Hamas to me is no different than ISIS, no distant, distant than any other terrorist, like those who flew the planes and buildings on 9-11 and those who blew up the marathon bombing. But war is very hard, and unfortunately, and, and to Mr. Hajar, I've watched Israeli briefings every day Every single day, I, I mentioned it to Mr. Zool, Mr. Zool was on, on Monday, on actually, whenever, when was Veterans Day? What did, what Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Um, I will give the IDF immense credit for an army to put so much into the protection of human life and not risking innocent, innocent lives in a war is unbelievable, the efforts they are going to. And the other thing that goes on that very few people know about is that the Israeli forces and the Israeli people care and give guidance and medical aid to those innocent victims of this war each and every day. You don't see it on CNN, you don't see it on television, but I can tell you for a fact it does happen. So thank you for that, Mr. Chairman. Thank you for all of you. This is a 
No one ever expected this. The Israelis didn't deserve this. The people in those reports, those innocent victims, and clearly any innocent victims mm. that are that are unintentional casualties of this ongoing war do not need this. So I, th I agree that I think as a community, we need to stand together and support the innocent lives of all those affected by terrorism. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Other comments or questions? Ms. Musker. Thank you. Um, thank you to everybody that came today. I think it's a complicated issue. Um, why the flag went up and why the statement came out was in response to October 7th and the horrific things that happened that day. Mr. Zola and I worked on the statement and we put up the flag. Um, it is complicated. I, I think we also have to realize that um, war is complicated. Um, and unfortunately, there are always innocent victims. And so I do feel that the people that have been injured in both sides um, it's terrible. It is terrible. I think we also have to realize that there is um, an undercurrent here for what's going on, too. These letters that we got from people, it's a little bit concerning to me that we got letters, but we didn't get them shortly after October 7th. We got letters now. I support humanity and doing the right thing and supporting everybody, but I am very concerned that that we didn't receive anything condemning that at that time. That's concerning to me as a community. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and we also have to realize that Hamas was voted in democratically to represent that area in Gaza. Um, for good or bad, they did. I think the thing with the flag, you know, it's a very different perspective from anybody you ask about the Israeli flag and the Palestinian flag. I think it's a very complicated issue. I think that um, a lot of people that I've spoken to feel that, um, I know that people say that's not the Hamas flag, but Hamas is the ruling entity of that area, and this is the flag of that area. So I certainly support my neighbors and my Muslim neighbors in this community. And I would be supportive to add to our statement of such doing that. I think the flag is a different conversation and um, it's a little bit more complicated. And I listened to some of the recent emails we got and some of the other emails and, and people that have spoken. And, you know, we did have the Ukrainian flag, for instance, as someone had mentioned. We didn't have a Russian flag, we had the Ukrainian flag. Now we did this. Maybe the best course of action is to remove the Israeli flag and just have the American flag. Thank you. <clears throat> Pardon me, other comments or questions? I, 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 so at the risk of, of being um, mundane, I actually have a written statement. I was gonna save it for later, but I feel like it's probably better read now in the presence of everyone here. <clears throat> Since the horrific and unspeakable events of October 7th, many of us have grappled with the events transpiring in Israel and Gaza. Tonight and over the past few weeks, we have heard from Milton residents who are struggling, struggling with rising anti-Semitism here and around the world, struggling with fear for friends and loved ones now in harm's way, and struggling with compassion for strangers, Israelis, Americans, Palestinians, held hostage by Hamas. It seems at times that peace is further from our grasp than ever. In his second inaugural address, President Abraham Lincoln called on Americans to act with malice towards none and with charity 
for all in order to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. In the last address to the American people before he died, recorded the day before he died, President Franklin Roosevelt said, we seek peace, enduring peace, more than an end to war, we want an end to the beginning of all wars, saying that we must go on and to do all in our power to conquer the doubts and the fears, the ignorance and the greed which made this war possible. On the Milton Select Board, we don't set foreign policy. We do not order troops towards or away from the battlefield. Instead, we address issues in our town. Some of them are simple and some of them are not. Our duty is to the town and to its residents, some of whom are American citizens and some of whom are not to ensure their safety and their happiness. Peace in our town is no small feat, and it must be, as Lincoln and Roosevelt both said, just, enduring, and with the objective of ending the beginnings of other wars. To the extent that we can further happiness without injury to ourselves or others, we are compelled to act. In his City on a Hill sermon, Reverend John Winthrop exhorted in 1630 that for the very new Massachusetts Bay Colony to succeed, quote, we must be knit together in this work as one man. We must entertain each other in brotherly affection. We must delight in each other, make others' conditions our own, rejoice together, mourn together, labor and suffer together, always having before our eyes and our commission and community in the work as members of the same body. Let there be no doubt that the Milton Select Board did the right thing when it unanimously voted to put up the flag of Israel to support the victims as well as the hostages of the Hamas attack on October 7th. Tonight and over the past several days, other residents also seeking that same sense of community support have asked us to hang the flag of Palestine, which is not, and I said this before and I'll say it again, not the flag of Hamas, not in place of the Israeli flag, but together and alongside of it. There can be no stronger statement to the residents of Milton that we are committed to the idea that we are united in support of each other than to raise two flags together for the remainder of November as a reminder that we love and cherish the Jewish residents of our town, the Muslim residents of our town, and everyone else. That we may not set foreign policy, but we do care for our own here. That we will set an example for our children to aspire to. That we will resist the rising temptations to hate, to create divisions, and turn blind eyes to sufferings of hostages held in tunnels or innocent babies trapped through no fault of their own in the grinding bloody gears of war. I will therefore be voting in favor of a motion to hang the flag of Palestine next to the flag of Israel for the remainder of the month of November in the hopes that this small gesture may both lend comfort to our citizens and inspire others to continue to seek understanding and not division. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Zola. Other comments or questions? So um, uh, let me address uh, first procedurally uh, and then substantively. Procedurally, um, because this request uh, came in within 48 hours, it's not on our agenda to vote on. Uh, because of the, the requirements of the open meeting law, we are required to post things publicly 48 hours in advance of a meeting and in advance of a vote. So if we were to take a vote, we would have to um, post a meeting. We could do it as soon as Friday, uh, because that would give us 48 hours. So that, 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 that's procedurally how we could affect this. We, 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 under the open meeting law, we really don't have the prerogative to take that vote that some are suggesting this evening. But we do have the prerogative to set an agenda and, and do it in short order. That's procedural. Um, uh, substantively, um, uh, it seems to me that 
the primary purpose of our government, our town government here in Milton, is to respond to the needs of our residents and respond to the needs of our neighbors. I think we did that in the aftermath of October 7th. We responded to the needs of our residents. Now we have other needs that we have been that, that have been presented to us. We have an opportunity to respond to our need, the needs of our residents again. And we responded to the needs of our residents, I think, when we put the Ukrainian flag um, uh, at the town uh, in, the, in the gazebo. Uh, it, was, it was our government responding to the needs of our residents. And I think, as I said, I think we're, we're now being presented with another opportunity to do that. Um, we have heard that um, these are complicated and complex matters that are far too uh, great for our simple little select board to consider and to act on. And maybe that's right. Maybe that is true. Maybe it's too complex for any of us. Um, sometimes intractability uh, results from presumed complexity and presumed complicated matters. But maybe that's right. Um, it's also possible that um, for our little town, it can be a lot more simple than that. Um, and the simplicity could result from the fact that our Jewish neighbors and our Muslim neighbors are coming together saying that we want to make a statement. And we want the government, we want our government, our town government, to respond to our needs, to show our unity, and to show our desire for peace, and to show the fact that while there may be complexity and complicated uh, aspects of this throughout the world, here in Milton, it's really not that complicated. It's about our residents acting together and joining together and, um, and uniting. And so, um, and so um, uh, I certainly would, would, uh, would, would like our board to take this, uh, take this opportunity to act on this uh, one way or the other. Uh, we could do that. Uh, as I said, if, if we have availability, we could do it as soon as, as Friday. If we had a, a meeting during the day, uh, our our next meeting is not scheduled till November 28th, and that would really obviate the opportunity to do anything at that point meaningful. Uh, so, if the members uh, want to meet, Mr. Mr. Wells, I uh, see you. But if the my members want to meet, my first, I have two points. So yep. my first point: couldn't we direct the town administrator to do this? I think we have to vote. I think I think uh, I think we would have to vote uh, to uh, we voted in the past on right. this, and I think we would have to vote. I think uh, I think we'd have to to um, to 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 post a meeting. I think uh, we would, um, uh, by virtue of the fact that we've discussed this, um, we've we've almost um, conceded that it would be an open meeting law violation, <laughs> um, uh, and so uh, that's something we should try to stay away from. And I have, I just have one second point. Yep, Mr. Ross. Is that, let's not forget that mm -hmm. there are United States forces currently in the Middle East. There's a carrier strike group, group just off the Gaza coast. There are special operations forces in Israel now. There are Americans at Al-Assad in, in Iraq and in other bases on high ready alert to stand by. I can guarantee you this, that within our American forces, there are Christians, there are Jews, and there are Muslims. 
Some will be from Palestine, some will be from Israel, and some will be from the rest of the makeup of the United States of America. But let's not forget that even if we do vote to do this, we are supporting our own service people who are standing watch tonight, protecting our freedom. And don't ever, ever lose sight of that. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Walsh. And, and just a point of clarification, I think others of us have, have also been uh, to that area before uh, as well. So um, there's, um, uh, so the, the issue is, do we want to try to have a meeting uh, in advance of the November 28th meeting? I think we can make it work on Friday. We should try to do that. If it can be an online meeting, yeah. that would be great. If it's online, the only thing, it can be quick because I'm really pressed for time. I'm it's, fine with doing it. It's a single issue. It's a single issue. It's a single issue. Do we have to have, because if we have public comment, if we get We hour, typically don't okay, have public okay. comment for uh, uh, special meetings in the middle like this. So we'll have public comment on the 28th, as we as we always do, but uh, but we typically don't when okay. we have a special okay. meeting. Okay. Is there a particular time that works better? I'm sorry to do the afternoon. Before noon. Look, Roxanne, we, we, yeah, why don't we yeah. do that? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, okay. so but, the, but the consensus is we'll have a meeting on Friday. The, the only question is what time? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, anything else for public comment response? Well, it kind of is. Sorry, Luna. Um, we'll, we'll have to get you next time. All right, thank you. Um, all right, uh, item four, uh, discussion approval. Thank you all who uh, came out tonight. Thank you very much. Discussion approval, uh, grant agreement with the Copeland Foundation for the Animal Shelter Project. Uh, Mr. Milano, what's the status of that? Sure, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, Attorney Peter Mello, um, from the Office of Town Council has been in touch with the Copeland Foundation's attorney. Um, they've gone back and forth on the grant agreement, um, still remains in discussion, um, and I don't have an update beyond that. Um, you know, I, Peter has put together a grant agreement, provided it to them for their review. Um, you know, we'd be happy to, to move forward to execution if the board was comfortable with that, um, but knowing the board hasn't seen it, um, we can bring it back as well, so whatever. The board's pleasure at this point on that grant agreement. It does follow and keep in the same um, themes as prior grant agreements between the town and uh, the Copeland Foundation. Mr. Milano, is this something that we, we, if if it if it is finalized, that we should, or is it, uh, if it's finalized, it's something we should act on prior to the twenty eighth, given where we are. At where things stand is uh, we have a contractor still waiting on a contract. Um, because we're still waiting on a grant agreement, so time is of the essence um, okay. to keep everything moving along. So it seems to me we, we could we could either do as Mr. Milano suggested, vote to uh, approve uh, an agreement uh, for the grant uh, subject to town council's review and, and authorize Mr. Milano to do that, or we we may be in the position to have a meeting in the interim between now and it could I suppose it could be Friday, although we want to keep it short on Friday. But uh, we could have a, perhaps have a meeting next week uh, to do it then, prior to the 28th. It is Thanksgiving next week, so it might get right. a little tricky. Right. I, I, I would, I, I mean, I think if, if it's prior, same, same as the others and town councils are reviewing it, I'd be comfortable. Um, so I, I, I'll make a motion to approve the grant agreement with the Copeland Foundation with the Animal Shelter Building Project, subject to town council's review. 
and authorize the town administrator to sign, sign on the board's behalf. I'll second that. Okay, motion's been made and seconded. Um, uh, other comments or questions? I should have said with gratitude for the Copeland Foundation for their fantastic support of the animal shelter. I'll definitely <laughs> so, um, uh, it, this is a grant agreement. Ms. Molly, you said that we, this is a this is agreement. It's similar to the agreements that have been used before. Correct, and it's okay. um, in keeping with the request distribution um, schedule that Copeland had been seeking. Um, so it's it's deferring to some of their their requests as well that have been made previously to the milking I believe. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, other comments, questions. All right. Um, um, all right. Uh, all those in favor? Um, let's go around. Let's go this way. Ms. Mustard. Oh, we don't have to roll call. Absolutely, we don't have to roll call. All right. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, all those opposed? No. And uh, so it's four to one. All right. Uh, item. So uh, we have. I'm sorry. Mr. I just, got, I just want to. I did want to bring your attention that Mr. Pilavecchio from the chamber is here. Um, we have a quick business item in terms of approving the, the chamber's holiday stroll. If you are interested in taking that out of order, without objection, if we could take item 17, which is the Chamber of Commerce holiday stroll, uh, because Mr. Pilavecchio is here, and then that is both the application to use the Manning Park and a one-day liquor license. So without objection. No objection. All right, item 17. Discussion approval Chamber of Chamber of Commerce holiday stroll Saturday December second two two thousand twenty three from three p.m. to six p.m. Application for use of Manning Park and one day with the license. I make the motion to approve that, Mr. Chair. Or do you want to bring him? See, I, maybe oh, Joe right, wants to say something. Yeah. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's here now. All right. All right, Joe. Hello. Joe, go ahead. Perfect. Thanks. I just wanted to. Um, uh, introduce the holiday stroll that we're going to be having, uh, holiday stroll and tree lighting, uh, next month, uh, December 2nd. Uh, kind of try in, in, uh, kind of keeping the momentum from the Halloween stroll that we had, uh, last month, which went, went over really well. Um, we're doing another event in the, in the Manning Park in East Milton Square where uh, we have an agenda from basically from three to five where there'll be activities on the on the park uh, similar to the Halloween stroll uh, businesses will set up tables to give out treats and promotional items uh, businesses along Adam Street and other brick and mortar uh, businesses in the area will also be giving out um, treats as well We'll have a DJ uh, on the deck as well. We'll have uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus and a trio of Victorian carolers that are going to be available and strolling around. We'll have uh, crafts, uh, other promotional items. There's gonna, we're, we're, uh, as we'll be voting, we'll, we're looking to have a uh, pop-up bar again, which went over very, very well with the Halloween stroll. Uh, we're also going to have a new chamber member that's going to be participating, Ginger Betty's, that'll have a station on the the, the, the deck 
as well, giving out ginger treats and gingerbread houses. Um, simultaneously, it, we're going to be engaging and activating uh, Central Village too, where Steel and Rye from 3.30 to 4.30 is going to be doing uh, make your own s'mores. And um, at five o'clock, we'll, um, or a little before five, we'll have Santa and Mrs. Claus come in on, uh, come in, come in on a fire engine again. And they'll be available there for pictures after uh, the tree lighting at five. And uh, thanks to uh, the donation of Thayer Nursery and, um, and Richard Wells' help as well. They'll be, they're going to be, uh, donating, uh, another, donating a tree this year. Um, I don't know how big it's going to be, but I've heard it's big enough to require a crane. So I think that's, that bodes well, but, um, we'll also have, uh, their guest appearances, potentially the, the Grinch and maybe Buddy the Elf. Um, so, uh, I encourage everyone to, to come, um, and, uh, like I said, if it's anything like the Halloween stroll, I think it'll be a, a great, a great community event. So, so Joe, I, I got, I got the Grinch, Buddy the Elf, ginger treats, and alcohol. Is that what we're looking at? What, 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 what else do you ask for? <laughs> All right. Comments or questions for Mr. Palavecchia? Mr. Chair. Mr. Wells. Don't, thanks, Joe. Don't thank me. I just carried a little bit of water on this, but I do want to thank. Maggie Oakes will move really quickly. We weren't sure we were a week ago. We were pooling thoughts, trying to come up with an idea. And uh, Maggie not only found one a tree again this year, but she came up with a good idea for us moving forward. That particularly with some of the tree services in town, a lot of people have trees taken down during the year, and there are a lot of pine trees and. Um, there aren't that many tree services in town, Hunt being one of the main ones, and who actually erected it for us last year. But if someone knows they're going to take that tree down, if we get them to wait a little while and then take it down at Christmas time and uh, move it to the square, because we're still a few years away from that tree that was planted being tall enough to be the Christmas tree to celebrate Christmas. So Maggie was really fast on this, and I, I, I just want to thank her. It was very quick. and. Tom McCarthy from and Chase from the DPW too, and I'm very confident they'll get it done. Thanks, Joe. No, thank you. Ms. Musto. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to put a plug into this. It's a great event. Um, Maggie Oakville did help organize getting a tree. Um, John Driscoll and my husband are also contributing to that so that they're getting a 20 to 25 foot tree. Thank you. That's great. <clears throat> great. Other comments or questions? You're putting it up too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a motion. Real quick, yes. Uh, we have both. We have the application both for use and the one-day liquor license. Both. Motion's been made. I'll second. And seconded. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Uh, right. Unanimous. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank you. And see you on uh, December 2nd. We'll be there. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, at this point, we have uh, members of our affordable housing trust here, and so we are we have on the agenda to, to recess to the meeting of the Governor Stoughton trustees. So uh, if we could have a motion to, to recess, I'll make a motion to recess. Now second. Motion's been made and second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All right. And I will call to order a the, the uh, November fourteenth, two thousand twenty-three meeting of the trustees of the Governor Stoughton Trust.
Uh, item two is discussion approval of request for approval of affordable housing, request for proposals for affordable housing at the town farm. And I think we have members of our affordable housing trust here as well. If there are any questions, if, um, if the members want them to be available, I'm sure we can have them. Uh, and I think we have um, online, uh, we may have um, Ms. Conlon as well, who's on the affordable housing trust. So, um, so uh, I don't know if, if there's anything that uh, Mr. 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 So why don't you take the lead on that since you're our representative on the affordable housing trust? Thank you. I, I, so this is um, has gone through uh, multiple iterations, as as uh, everyone here knows. Um, there were uh, changes made to this RFP uh, that reflected the um, great feedback that we got in from uh, from the town. I'm happy to go over line by line. Mm -hmm. Uh, or just to maybe flag some some of the bigger um, uh, adjustments that were made um, in the um, particularly uh, if you go to the uh, was appendix A, um, which is the sort of the comparative evaluation criteria. Um, although actually, I think that we made a change that isn't reflected here. Maybe the town council changed it back from unacceptable to um, disadvantageous. Um, but that's fine, I guess, to keep unacceptable. But um, we identified uh, in the affordability section, um, the affordable units must be restricted to households at or below 80% AMI. Um, and then we laid out the criteria of um, what would be, uh, that, that was just some clarification there in terms of how many are affordable and what are they, uh, what is the percentage of affordable and what is the range of the AMI that's available there. Uh, in terms of the infrastructure and green design, um, we have, and I don't think all of the changes were tracked, but, um, it, well, it's, it's there. Um, we've, we have, oh, sorry, it's under the uh, site design. Um, using, um, yeah, this is an older version. I think I have this in the packet. Um, so for example, on the efficient, safe internal traffic flow, it should have just said efficient, safe traffic flow. Am I looking at an old version? I'm seeing the mark. Oh yeah. I'm seeing the markup. What page is that, uh, Ben? Um, page, page 16 of the RFP. Is this maybe an old version on the packet or something? I'm, I'm looking at the packet myself. Maybe that's not the colors I'm coming to. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at Mr. Yeah, Milano's sure. computer then, because he's got the right version. Okay, so for example, there we wanted to make sure that the, the, the traffic flow was looked at, not just inside the site, but for um, the, the surrounding community. Um, oh yeah, this is much better. So okay. can I ask a question? So then this is correct that you deleted the word internal? Yes, the okay, internal so was deleted. The right one, right? I'm not sure why I have an old version here, but it, here we go. Um, so the less advantageous, that was the first thing. Um, so then if we go down a little bit further, uh, we included the pest house develop, uh, is preserved as part of development um, as both um, a requirement and then, you know, in terms of the um, acceptable and advantageous uh, with the preservation of the pest house. Um, we had um, in the references, site visits and interviews on page 18, we included making sure that we Received references from community members or neighbors of project, other projects that that, um, uh, that the company had carried out before. Um, and you'll see in the advantageous section there, it says impacted community members were in support of projects. Um, so basically, just giving our neighbors the ability to hear from 
neighbors, the developer who developed another site, what the impact was for that for them locally. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like we've done a lot of work here. Um, what if a developer? Yeah. What if a developer wants to come in and preserve the whole historic site? Well, I think that would be fine. Um, I I think you mean in terms of but not have housing in it. No. Let's, oh. So let's say a developer comes in and bids enough money to buy all four acres and just preserve existing sites and redevelop them. I think so long as I mean, they were meeting the other requirements, that wouldn't be a problem in I mean, terms of the number of units, like number of affordable units, um, following the you know affordability guidelines. Um, I think we have a limit of three buildings on the site, so you know that I I I don't see I don't know. I mean, I yeah. just just from what I'm when I'm and I'm thinking back and I read the other RFP from last time. I mentioned this before. The two big things are a money that supports the trust, and B, anything being advantageous that supports the existing site in its appearance as it is today. So did, so I guess the question is, if this um, hypothetical individual is looking to purchase, or is they, are they looking purchase, to lease? Buy it. Well, they purchase buy it. Yeah, I just, to, for in terms of the procurement side of it, to add some clarity. So if the minimum criteria for this RFP are that they're an affordable housing developer with X amount of years of experience in development, um, you know, similar in terms of track record. So uh, to your question, I think a proposal that proposes no housing whatsoever. No, I didn't say that. Okay. So if you go back to the, when, when the last RFP was written and that when the, the goal was to try and maintain the open space completely and get money, it lost in money to a disadvantageous bid, which was one of being pulpy. So what if someone comes in and bids hypothetically $5 million and I want to buy the whole piece of property and preserve the historic significance of it, redevelop the existing site? I think that's a separate question spaces. because this is an RFP for um, for a lease and it's not um, it's not like a bid to sale. So I think if somebody came in with that, then we'd have to probably meet as the trustees to consider if that was something that we'd be interested in. But it, I don't think that would, okay. because it's a... It's a would the, would the RFP automatically exclude something like that? It, right now, excludes a, it excludes a purchase because it's, it's saying it's, um, it's offered as a lease. It's being invitation for a lease. Um, that language, it could obviously be adjusted Okay. I think the bits of that answer is enough for me. That's good. Okay. But, but I, if I may, I... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm fine. I'm just... No, I, 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 Richard, I, I think it's encouraged that, the, you know, it's specifically encouraged because it said the trust would also like the developer to honor the property's history as a, as a working poor form, which means considering imitating existing or former buildings. So that's actually encouraged in this RFP, uh, uh, imitating the existing or existing or former buildings there. So... That's really encouraged in the development of objectives right in the RFP. We use that word imitating very specifically because it doesn't have the same sort of, it doesn't require it to be replicated in, in exactly, but in the same style. But if you kept the same house, obviously that would, that would fit. And also the pest house is specifically right, I know that. to be included. And, and I, yeah. I, I thought for what we've done, we should do that. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Could this also be a long-term lease for another kind of entity that does the preser preservation of the pest house 
and does some other features. But not if it's not affordable housing. I mean, if it's not a house, you're talking about somebody that leased the land to, to just keep up the historic property, but not to build well, housing. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking if somebody like rehab those um, existing things or something and made them just like rented them out for affordable housing or something, that could also, correct? As long as they're hitting the criteria that are laid out in the RFP in terms of, you know, the affordability, you know, the, the percentage of units that are affordable and the, where they're affordable at, I don't see why not. I would, I would be, I just a, a comment is I would, most developers are probably going to want to put more units on uh, the land to make it more profitable. Um, but. I, you know, I think we could we could weigh what we wanted to weigh when we saw the RFPs come in and when we saw the proposals come in. Uh, I don't know if Tom or Julie want to add on. Okay, apparently I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Other, I should uh, give Tom a big hook for me if he needs. Ben, do you want to walk through it more, or do you want to go to comments I, or I questions? Think that's, I think we can go to comments or questions. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big document. We've looked at various versions of it, so none of it should be a big surprise. Uh, but I'm happy to field more questions and reserve the right to bring up people who know more than I do. Comments or questions? Ms. Musto. Sure. A couple of comments, questions. Um, first of which is, and I've asked this before, and I've sent this to town council, um, I was out all day, so um, I didn't have an opportunity to really check my email, but very quickly. Um, so I'd ask for a couple of questions that I think are very relevant to how we proceed. I think legally, I think we need to know that, especially given that we had somebody come in tonight, um, you know, representing some of the neighbors. So the questions I have to be answered, um, and I sent them in writing. I think, Nick, you have a copy of them as well, but I will state them here. Uh, is the, in the event that the trust is sued, who is our legal representation for that matter? Um, we have that as a, another right, item. So I see that on the outside of our agenda. Okay. So I think, well, then I would suggest that um, these are a lot of legal questions. So I'm wondering if we should talk about that as well um, before we do any kind of voting on this. I think it's important that we understand the legal implications. The other thing I would say is, and I want to back up for a minute. Um, how it works now is that the, the income that's generated from the balance in the account of the 5.35 million is what we spend yearly on really great causes for the poor of Milton. So my question is, right now we're doing, I think, a pretty good job about that as we, we spend the money for good causes. So I'm gonna back up for a minute. Why at this point are we doing anything at all with the land? Um, is my question, number one. And number two, I'm a little concerned that we have had, and, and we've talked about this before, there have been meetings with the Attorney General's office where we've brought in, um, this is a, a trust, and we've brought in a members of our affordable housing trust into a meeting with the AG's office. And I'm concerned as a trustee because, you know, you're representing the board, but I'm a member of this as a trustee, and I've never been on any of those meetings, yet we have somebody else who's trying to um, find out if we can do affordable housing as representing the Affordable Housing Trust at a meeting. And I'm concerned about that. Okay. Um, so, well, so, uh, so I'm not sure what the concern is. I mean, uh, there were prior occasions where 
you know, to to provide substantive support, I believe. They were a member of the Affordable Housing Trust because they were helping with the RFP that they were included. I don't believe they were included with the last meeting we had with the Attorney General's office. I don't think they did. I don't think they were. Um, and you receive, you know, from town council uh, uh, a um, uh, summary of what that meeting was. So and you're free to talk to town council about that, what that was as well. So I'm not sure what the concern was is is on that. In terms of uh, in terms of the request to um, move to item four, um, I don't have a problem with uh, it. If there's no objection, we can we can go to item four first Mr. before Chair. we take action. Yes, Mrs. Look, I, so I, I, yeah, just wanted, yeah, I, I wanted to address one other question that that Ms. Musto raised, um, which is why use the land. Oh, um, right. I think the, I mean it, it's it's a I think it's a question um, that we can we can easily answer. I, you know, the town is has been in deficit for you know ever since the uh, affordable housing law was passed in the Commonwealth. Um, we're still very far in deficit. Um, right now, the way that that deficit is being made up is by developers coming in and telling us what they're going to do in terms of creating affordable housing. Um, this is an opportunity, um, as the attorney general has has agreed with us, to use the land in a purpose that uh, is consistent with the will uh, of the trust. Uh, and it is a, a purpose that will not only benefit the poor of Milton, but also help us get towards the threshold that we need to get to for affordable housing. Uh, which will, I think, make everyone happier when we uh, finally hit that threshold and we have no longer live under the threat of 40 bees popping up uh, behind people's homes. So I think there's a pretty clear rationale for why we would use the land instead of um, letting it sit. Um, you know, I, uh, so that would be my response to that. And I'm happy to move to item four. Yeah, I will say that our obligation as the trustees is to use those, use that land for the best purposes for the benefit of the poor, in our judgment, what our judgment is the best purpose is for the poor of Milton, and um, to not use it at all seems to me uh, one could argue, and I would argue, is not to use it for the best purpose for the benefit of the poor of Milton, and so that this is one way to use it for the be best purpose for the poor of Milton. But go ahead, Ms. Mustard. Thank you. By definition, we've been told that the affordable housing is no more than a seventy percent Milton preference. Um, and in fact, that RFP has nothing even about that in there. So my concern is, again, it's for the poor of Milton. We've talked about this a zillion times. Um, my concern is if this does not really exactly meet that criteria. Um, but I'm happy to go on to the next thing. All right. Um, I'm happy to go on. Ms. Ms. Bradley? Yeah, I, I guess I don't understand that point. Um, because if people move into these buildings and they are residents of milk so it's for the town of milk no i get it in that i know what i understand I get it. i'm just trying to say that it's, when those people move in they are then our neighbors and they're then our residents i'm talking about so, the people so that we, are we here don't, we don't want right. people to move in i'm talking about the people that live here right, right. that, I just that want to could sure get affordable housing this. because there is a need um and then the, the flip side i would say is that i hear what mr zoll saying about affordable housing I'm not convinced this is the right location for that. Um, certainly, uh, certainly, um, affordable housing is a worthy cause. I just don't think this is the location for that. Sure. I, I maybe just, if I can, just to put a cap on this before we go to four. The, the will states that the, the, you know, the select board are the arbiters of the best use of the land. Uh, so if we decide that this is the best use of the land, then by the letter of the will, we're, we're 
fulfilling that duty. So it's really just inc it's incumbent upon us to have a discussion about what the best use of the land is. And if we decide one way or the other, then that's, I think that's all she wrote. Yeah, I, I think the exchange is great. Just let's try to keep yes. it going through because it's easier to kind of navigate it through the chair. Um, Please. If we could do that. Um, so uh, if, if there's no objection, we'll go to item four, which is um, the, the questions on the Governor Stoughton Trust Legal Council. And I, I believe Mr. Mello might be available. He is here. Oh, wonderful. All right. So. Um, so uh, item four is like you won the lottery. Oh, well, well I know, I know. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> I, it's, it's the small things, Richard. It's really the small, oh it's the small victories that I look for. Um, all right. So Mr. Mello is here, uh, and so comments and questions on item four. Ms. Musto. Yes, I have several questions. Would it be better for me to ask them one at a time to Mr. Mello? One at a time, I think, is a good idea. Okay. Thank you. Uh, first question I have is, in the event that the trust is sued, who is our legal representation for that matter? So, um, thanks, Ms. Musto. I, I got a series of questions um, on Sunday that I, I um, have provided an initial response. My understanding is I'm trying, I'm still in the process my bearings with um, how this has been treated historically, and I don't, I don't want to... Um, you know, I want to confirm I'm not missing anything. There's probably a few details to, you know, to confirm. But my understanding is that the way that the town's always treated this is that um, it's been treated like any public body of the town. So we obviously represent town bodies in connection with, um, you know, the legal questions that they have and, and, and legal disputes and proceedings in which they're uh, parties. So um, that's sort of my initial take on it. But Obviously, I want to make sure that having just come into this, that I'm not missing anything, and I want to kind of um, have the benefit of clarifying and pinning down some details before um, providing, you know, more more fulsome responses to some of the the um, specific questions that uh, that have been raised around this issue. You know, rightly so. Ms. <clears throat> Mustoni, thank you. Um, <clears throat> I would like to know, so if, if in fact, um, the attorney Mello is representing us, if something comes to fruition, who pays for the legal fees in this type of matter? Is it the town or the trust that will get the bill? Again, so I know I understand you, you're asking these specific questions, Ms. Musco, and I think they're, you know, they're appropriate questions and, you know, we, um, they should be addressed, but I, I'm I'm trying to um, examine what's happened historically. My understanding, again, is that um, the towns covered the the trusts legal bills where we where we provided services for the trust um, that the towns paid that. I have no reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with um, an example historically where that's not. But again, I, I you you know I I don't. We need to pin down some of these details. Ultimately, I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak, and I don't want to. Um, you know, I don't want to um, provide information that's inconsistent with what's happened historically. But I think, again, you know, this this trust entity has been treated like any public body of the town, where we provided legal services in connection with questions that the trust has posed or legal work for the trust. The towns paid those. That's my understanding. But I, I want to 
I want to be able to pin that down and confirm um, that with certitude. Thank you. Do, Mr. Um, Mr. Well, Mr. Wells might have, you want a letter from I, I just had a follow-up, and then you can go right. You go can ahead, have go that. My, my follow-up, though, is, at least from my recollection, um, we've never had any litigation, though, involving... No, but, but, right. but in terms, certainly in Pulte, there was a lot of legal work. Right, there was, there was a lot, lot of legal work, and it was all paid for was all. And I'm thinking of Pulte, right? Yeah, it was all paid for the town. I'm sorry, you can... I would have forgot, and then I wouldn't have asked it. Another question would be, could you be sued individually as a trustee of the trust? And if so, are we covered by indemnity insurance? And it sounds like, Attorney Mello, that your group would be representing us. Right. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said initially, and I responded, you know, I provided an initial written response to this. And, you know, again, these questions came in. Um, Sunday night, I, that we, I still have to speak with, um, the town's insurer to, you know, there's obviously a lot of scenarios and a lot of, um, um, uh, you know, circumstances that could arise again. I think that if the trust were sued, like any other public body of the town, you know, and I don't know how the insurer would treat it. I don't know if, if there's been an instance in the past where the town's insurer has had any occasion to to address the question, but I think it would be covered. I think that um, the representation would be covered just as it would with respect to any other dispute involving the town body. Mr. Chair? Mr. Wells. Mr. Milano, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I do believe any litigation of that nature is covered under Meyer, am I correct? Yes. Yeah, our practice would be that Ms. Musto. Thank you. So I, I appreciate um, your comments, Mr. Mello, and I, I do apologize for getting this information too late um, and appreciate that you're looking into it. I did mention some of these things at previous meetings, though, uh, and I'd hoped that, you know, we, I wouldn't have to... Um, send them out at the you know ninth hour basically so I do apologize for that I do think it's important that we understand what the liability is from being a trustee because we do have a fiduciary responsibility and um, we do actually now know that somebody showed up today who was representing the neighbors uh, an attorney so I do think these are important questions and um, you know I mean I, I as you're quote you know you're looking at this now you'd have no idea, I guess, on how much you could expect to expend on representing some kind of a claim like this, some kind of a lawsuit that it, that would ensue potentially. So I just think we have to be responsible as trustees, that we do have a fiduciary responsibility. And I would be concerned if we would be depleting the, um, the fund at all um, for litigation. And I'd be concerned to know how much the town would end up uh, defending a claim, so I would want to know that. Thank you. So, so, so I, I would just say, you know, based on the the prior um, history <laughs> of the uh, primarily Pulte and 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 certainly since I've been on the board, um, any legal work has been done by town council and has been paid for by the town, which is consistent with the will because it's land that is given to the town, and the board of selectmen in the will is appointed in their roles as select board members. 
So we, so we have public land owned by the town, and our roles are as selectmen uh, under the will. The trust is that we control this property in our roles as select board members. So that's certainly consistent with the idea that, uh, which has happened in the past, which is that uh, the town would would uh, be responsible for the legal fees and, and our town insurer would, would pay if there were any issues that arose. As for any claims, uh, you know, I'm not aware of any claims that could or would or might be made, but uh, that's that's really kind of an unknown, unknown, unknowable, really, what uh, what that could what that could be. Um, other comments or questions? I'd be prepared to go back to item two. Um, anything else on item four? All right, uh, back to item two. Uh, item two. So, any other comments or questions on item two? which is the request for proposal. Ms. Bradley? Yeah. Um, I'm getting to it. So I would like to make a motion for two more. <laughs> You're welcome, Sean. Um, I would like to make a motion um, to approve the RFP regarding um, the Affordable Housing Trust at the Town Farm to be approved, to be sent out. Is that right? I will second. Motion's been made and seconded. Um, 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 comment? Yes, sorry. <laughs> Comments or questions? Bit, bit of a uh, quick, quick brain lock there. Mr. Mr. Wells? So I guess I'll make comment before I vote. So I, I appreciate the work that uh, the Affordable Housing Trust has done on this. I've been aware of this since I was a member of the AHT seven years ago, but I will be voting no, not that, not that I'm against an affordable project. Um, I just don't think, I agree, I don't think this is the right place for it. I think the neighbors have, um, there's some legitimate concerns and, and to, the point that was brought up earlier, the 70-30, I, I understand Ms. Musto's comments because I believe what she's trying to say is that if we could, if, if we could vote to give it 100% resident preference, I think this board would probably do that. But the law does not allow it. But um, I just don't think it's the right thing in the right location for this. That's my, my thoughts on that. Other comments or questions? Mr. Mr. Zoll. Um, well, obviously, be, thank you, Mr. Chair. I'll obviously be voting in favor of it. I, I'm, I just think that this is a really, this is great progress for the town. Um, I'm excited that we're getting closer to the, uh, to the threshold where we'll be a community in compliance with our affordable housing obligations as defined by the Commonwealth. Um, I am also excited the fact that this uh, development will uh, be family friendly. Um, as we know, most of the a great proportion of the uh, affordable housing in town is not uh, friendly to um, to anyone with children. And so this is a, a really great progress. I think that the changes that have been made to the uh, RFP in response to the thoughtful comments of the residents uh, have answered some of the questions. I think some people are going to always not going to, they're not going to want to have uh, a project like this uh, next to their house. Um, lots of folks in Milton have 40 Bs that are going up next to their house and they have no say over the process. And in this instance, we have 
maintained control uh, and uh, oversight. And I think that's something to be celebrated. So I'm looking forward to voting yes on this, Mr. Chair. Other comments or questions? So, so I will say this is something, as Mr. Wells pointed out, that's been considered and thought about uh, for years. Um, it, this specific proposal is one that we uh, we first looked at in June, and then in August, and September, October, and now in in November. And with considerable feedback from uh, from our public hearing and from the Affordable Housing Trust, um, uh, with respect to whether it's the right place, it's really the only place. It's the only land that the Governor Stoughton Trust has, and for too long we have not utilized this asset at all for the benefit of the poor. And this is a, a this is a a way uh, that, as we've said, has been considered for a long time to utilize this asset for the benefit of the poor, which is our charge. And we're not doing that now, and so. It is my hope that we will start to do that. So, um, uh, other comments or questions? Just, just oh, Mr. More, Mr. Wells. Just one more Mr. Wells. point that I know Mr. Zoll is new here. I think we have to give some credit to some of the prior developers, particularly Northwoods, who really did some significantly unique work to find single family homes for affordable units throughout the town, even when uh, the Attorney General's office and the state tried to make them limited to a certain section of town, Northwoods was, was aggressive enough to push, to spread those units to all areas of town, including East Milton. And, and that was an innovative approach, which he took on multiple occasions. And, and I just don't want that to be to be lost. And I believe that both Mr. Callahan and Ms. Kramer are fully aware that, that he took those efforts in his in both of his projects that he's done here. And he, there may even more than that, but he's the one who jumps to mind right yes. away when I think of how he how he approached his affordable units. I think that's right. And uh, I, I thought you were going to mention prior board members who, who have who have worked on oh, this. Oh, okay. yeah. I could do that too. I could do that too. I could do that too. Including Melinda Collins. Uh, and Melinda Collins, yes. Both. Well, oh, Ms. Conlon, yes. I, Ms. Conlon, sir. I believe Ms. Conlon sits on the affordable housing She does. Now, she's she's with us tonight. Uh, watching Katie? She's with us tonight. Uh, she'll text me. <laughs> so uh, Ms. Conlon and certainly Ms. Collins uh, have worked, uh, worked uh, over the years towards uh, utilizing this asset and trying to use it. And so so we'll, certainly we thank them for their efforts. And also, as Mr. Wells mentioned, we thank all the efforts that have been made in affordable housing by some of the private interests as well. Um, all right, any, any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? No. All right. Um, all right, item three is that's three two vote um uh, item three two in favor um item three is discussion approval of um uh, governor stoughton trust assets financials use of trust assets mr milano uh thanks uh, mr zoll had a question um about kind of how the assets are being used at our last meeting so i i just wanted to mention two things first is that i did do i hadn't i didn't have a, a history in front of me last time so i did just pull a little bit of history um over the so fiscal twenty one to present, the, town, uh, the trust has earned um, four hundred eighty four thousand dollars and expended three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. There was a loss in fiscal twenty two. This is a trust that's invested. There was a loss that year of forty four thousand, but the other three years have been um, solid. Uh, thirty five thousand dollars was earned between July one and September thirtieth of this fiscal year. So, um, in terms of and then that's kind of what the income has been earning um, or the main assets have been earning. And then 
as we discussed a little bit is there is the $5 million purchase price from Pulte and then the $350,000 payment for the easement over um, the, the existing town farm property now. Um, we have historically treated both of those as endowment funds um, and speaking with um, attorney Mello today, it's you know something worth probably looking into further about whether $350,000 should be part of the $5 million endowment or could be treated as income earned by the trust. Um, the court documents related to the sale of Pulte only um, contemplate the $5 million purchase price. But um, that's been our historical approach is that the trust can't spend anything um, below $5.35 million. Um, and so presently we have about $100,000 over that plus additional income to earn over the rest of this year. Um, so happy to take any questions and um, provide additional information if, if helpful. Comments or questions, Mr. Zoll? Yeah, so I'm just I'm trying to get my my brain around the numbers without looking at them. Um, so uh, so currently we're treating it as basically like a 5.3 something endowment, mm -hmm. um, and that endowment earns an income. Um, hopefully, if the you know market is is not, <coughs> and then we can um, we spend a percentage of the earned income, not the entire, so that the endowment grows a little bit. Well, we've we'll come the, close to spending almost all of it in one or two years. Okay. Yep. The past few years, the trust has spent basically all that it has brought in. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's and helpful. COVID kind of really, yes, exact, not exacerbated, but it kind of drove the need much yeah. to the forefront than it ever had been before. I, I would be in favor of us thinking about. Um, Moving the 350k into more of a current use account, maybe with like a window of like a five-year spend down or something like that. I feel like that could be. I think they're going to have to consult. I know with prior boards, we've talked about this. The fact that it's municipally controlled, for me, like as a corporate trustee, right? The way we handle our money is much different than how we're because we're far more restrictive. It's far more restrictive on the government side than it would be for say. A private entity that you might be involved in or someone it's so I think if mm -hmm. I, I'm okay with that but I think you may want to that involve a sidebar discussion with for sure with, um, yeah town I, think, I mean, as I mean um, town treasurer Ms. Mustard. I think the other issue that we should also consider is um, that based on that large amount of money that's what's generating the interest that we get and so if we diminish that what will be the net effect you know over a couple of years so I think that is something to consider um, because the needs obviously seem to go up over time. And so I think anything that's going to diminish what we can, you know, spend, I think is, could be potentially an issue. Mr. Zoll. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ms. Musto and Mr. Wells for their comments. Um, I think that's a, 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 a good point. I, you know, one, there, there's a couple of different ways to, to think about how we could potentially allocate if we decided to do that, the, the uh, remaining 350. I, I, one could be, that we decide that we're going to take money out of that instead of out of the endowment for a couple of years, allowing the endowment to grow a little bit, spend down to 350, and then when we're when we go back to relying on the endowment, there's more money there because it's earned in, uh, income. So, in other words, you say like we're going to spend 350 thousand dollars, you know, of current use of of that money, leave the five million untouched, let it grow over a year or two as we spend that money down. And then the endowment's grown, and so the, the annual payout becomes a little bit greater at that point. Um, that could help. Uh, another idea might be putting, you know, a portion of the 350 in like a rainy day fund, where if there was a, 
you know, a tragic event like a tornado or, you know, some sort of act of God, we would have ready access to monies that would, that could potentially help the community. Um, that instead of having it sitting in, you know, sort of spending out that percentage, just a couple of thoughts. I just, just kind of spitballing. I mean, I do, I do philanthropy for a living and I like to think creatively about, about money. So Mr. Wells. So I agree. I, because I know that we did have this discussion. So I think it was just Katie, David, and I, I believe it was my first year when the money came in. Um, and that's where I first learned because I came in with a completely private mindset to like, okay, we should start to, and then realize very quickly. But so you would, are you thinking along the lines of like, take that three and not spend the whole 350 in a year? Correct. And so make the 350 your operating money that you say take, and I'm just using hypotheticals, so say you put 50 in like a capital stable, like a slush fund for an emergency, like an RFT, a reserve fund, transfer, reserve fund, mm -hmm. work off the 300 and, and want that 300 to last for what, a couple of years, try to put a two year window in there, or two or three years to work? Years. I think it would last for two. If it's, if we were just funding the, wouldn't you agree that the primary needs that were not based on i mean mm -hmm. the last couple of years last year was 120,000 to Milton residents fund alone another 58 to the um, food pantry. pantry so that's i mean near over $150,000 on two entities there and you heard Noreen's comments in the last um, presentation looking for close to 130 or 140 for calendar year 24 so I, I think looking at what it's bringing in versus what we're expending, we're pretty much hitting it. And it, you, we have a year where we don't have great investment income. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah, that, gonna... Then you know, there's not any money there really to, to spend. Um, so I, so I want to make a suggestion, if that's all right with you, Mr. Chair. Yeah, please, Mr. Chair. Maybe, and I'll, you don't have to say yes, you know, one of you. I think maybe um, Mr. Zola, Ms. Bonham, maybe have like a side meeting with, I don't know if they do it together, probably individually one with Noreen and then one with Pat, and kind of paint a picture for them, which is more long-term than, because one of the things, I mean, you've been here as, almost as long as I have, they come each year, and we kind of, mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of how they work. And for the most of my life, before being on this board, what they got from here was minuscule. I mean, like five, five each, you know, maybe it, it wasn't a lot of money. It wasn't um, particularly prior to the five million. It was like not a lot of money at all. So um, I'm thinking that um, it might be strategic to um, maybe have that side. So the other one, does the other one kind of, this, I know where you're going with it. I get it. I'm kind of, and that's my apology. I should have moved him. I should have asked you to move. Check out. I, I just saw him in the back now. Oh, well, we can move him up. Uh, we can move him up after this. He's right there. He has yeah. the idea. I'm going to step away for um, a sec. All right, yeah, please. Here's my stuff. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Oh, you're okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so right. I'll just respond quick and give Richard a minute to go out and, and grab. Um, so I think that's a great suggestion. I'm happy to have a conversation about him. I, I don't have strong feelings about this. I just think it's worth exploring ways that we can think about making this money more resilient. And then, you know, in the instance where we do have a market downturn, that's often the years where the money's most needed. And so how could we um, potentially set up a contingency fund that, that could step in in, the, in that kind of time of need? But I'm happy to meet offline about this and come back with some suggestions. And maybe Mr. Definitely. Milano and I can 
Yeah, and, and then we just need to confirm with town council that the 350 isn't considered part of the corpus and it is considered because it's not mentioned in the Pulte Court decision. I mean, I think that that's the, the view. That, yeah, that, that the first question, I think. That it's, uh, that it's, that there is, because it's not restricted by the court decision, then perhaps there is flexibility there. So, um, okay, all right. Sorry, I apologize. Um, all right. <laughs> Anything further on uh, item three? All right, uh, item five is uh, discussion approval of meeting minutes from August 8th and September 19th, 2023. Um, yeah, Ms. Musta, Thank please. you. Um, I, I'm trying to find them quickly because I did write a note, but of course I didn't bring the, the, them with me. So I'm not sure if it was from the, it's on page two. Um, I'm not, I think, I'm not sure if it's the, the 8th or the 19th. I just wanted to add one, one or two lines in. Okay. It, it would be with reference to the animal shelter. Okay. Um, I I'm sorry. It's no, no, in here, fine. but I couldn't I'm find it quick to... enough. That's what I was trying to do. So it's probably on the eighth because the 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 nineteenth was the was the public hearing. Okay. Yes. So yep. Yeah, so it would be um, page two. Yeah. With reference to the animal shelter, um, I'm going to tell you what I would like to have added into it, um, and just see what you all think. I would like to add in Miss Muster raised concerns about possible co cost overruns related to ledge and who would pay for the overruns. She also raised concerns about leaving 2.5 million towards this project on the table. At, um, can, can, can I ask, is it possible that that was in the minutes of the select board? Because I don't see a reference to the animal shelter in the Governor Stoughton minutes. We have two sets of minutes for that day. So is it possible that that's from the select board minutes? No, I don't see it. In, no. Oh, it's not on that one? Because it, there's no reference to the animal shelter on page two and or I anywhere. No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's fine. And but but it we're was gonna, definitely page two and, and it was it maybe it's the select board minutes, which we'll be doing later. Okay. Because there's no mention to the of the animal it. shelter in the in the Governor Stoughton minutes. Okay, as long as it's not there, I um I tried but, to and I apologize. Here, I, let me let me just do a quick check. I can check to the, see in in the I'm checking. Okay. Then this would be the 19th, right? Yeah, there's there's a there's a reference. There's a discussion of the animal shelter on page. Maybe at the wrong page. Page two. Page two. Okay. Of the of the it it begins on page one and it goes on to page two. Yeah, so on the 19th. On the 19th. So I was right. And that's okay. the select board minutes, though. Oh. So sorry. That's I, just, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. I put it here because we also had the Governor Stoughton. Okay, that's why. Sorry. So we'll 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 do that. We'll make that change in the select board minutes. Thank you. Got it. All right. And I can I just say one yeah, other please, thing. Yeah. I just wanted to. It's just a comment. Yeah. Um, we've had several Governor Stoughton trustee meetings, and it seems like we've had a lot of them. And I know that um, the previous year when we had them, we had a separate dedicated meeting. I think it's a lot to have in the middle of our meeting a, a Governor Stoughton meeting as well. And it seems like we've had a lot of frequent Governor Stoughton meetings. Um, and so that I'm concerned about that because it makes our meetings much longer. There's a lot in our meetings and we have this. I think it should be a dedicated separate meeting. And I know that when Mr. Doyle was the chair, it was maybe three or four times a year. So um, I'm going to put a plug in for that too. I think that this is a lot on an agenda and it's very often. Three or more meetings, three or four more meetings a year. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So we're back to the minutes. Item five of August eighth and September nineteenth. 
I make a motion to approve the meeting minutes dated August 8th, 2023 and September 19th, 2023. Second. Motion been made and second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Item six. I'll make a motion. Adjourn. Oh, Adjourn. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I beat you to the punch. Um, second. Gonna make second. a motion to adjourn the meeting second. of the governor's Motions been made and second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Returning to the select board meeting, uh, we're at item five, but. Motion um, adjourn. But yeah. <laughs> So but do we try. do we want to move up the uh, the? No, you don't have to. No. Okay. No, okay. All right. All right. Uh, item five <laughs> is uh, discussion approval letter to Mass DOT regarding um, a proposed project at the intersection of Randolph Avenue and Chickatabit, and I believe this is Mr. Milano. Sure. Thanks, Mr. Chair. I just tried to um, capture kind of the bigger picture. Um, statements MassDOT made in the meeting to just confirm um, our understanding of those comments, you know, namely that the proposed project at Randolph Avenue Chickatabit is currently paused, not advertised for construction, um, that in the short term they're looking at some signal timing um, and other pattern changes that they may be able to make in the short term. Um, and then more long term that they are working on the Route 28 corridor study. I'll note that um, a road safety audit was conducted um, with representatives from MassDOT, um, our town departments, um, Howard Stein-Hudson, their consultant, DCR was there. I think the transit authorities were represented, so it was a big crowd. Everybody you saw them was walking there. Yeah. I was there. Yeah, everybody <laughs> everybody was there. and anybody. Um, <laughs> and they were in Blute for a long uh, five-hour meeting. So that work is all underway. I did um, put into the letter a couple of follow-up questions. Um, We've been trying to figure out when their MEPA review process will start without getting a clear answer on that yet. Um, Ms. Musto has been requesting information on the data used in the functional design report on the <coughs> intersection project. I did follow up with MassDOT on that directly. Um, still haven't gotten anything back yet. Um, and then on the Route 28 corridor study, there's an explicit ask here for an opportunity for public comment and that MassDOT hold a public meeting about the corridor study. Um, I don't think we want to be in a position where Mass DOT releases the results of the corridor study and says, hey, here are the results, read them. You know, I, I think they need to provide an opportunity for a public meeting. Um, and at, to our knowledge, they, ha they don't have one planned or scheduled. Um, they may have that in the pipeline, but it hasn't been um, confirmed yet. So it's just something that I put in there as an ask because I think that's um, an important component of, of that work. Um, and then obviously uh, thanks for their time and coming out to Milton. Uh, so that's the summary of what the letter um, proposes. Comments and questions, Good. Mr. Wells. Question. So it was, I mean, they did, I was coming out of a meeting and it was like the biggest, it was like a green, con Chase was, a, it was a lime green convention. I mean, I looked, I'm like, what the heck happened? Um, they were actually on the front line of the Copeland offices and I'm like, but Mike, can I ask a question? This is, and it's not a public comment response, but it's more in, to what Mr. Jackson was talking about. What was he talking? Is that something that you talked about in the meeting when Schools I was? <coughs> so was he referring to potentially looking at like the the dump road? He that was area? referring to their six acres on Randolph Avenue. Okay, that so it's around the, the dump road he's swap. talking about. Yeah, okay. in that general area. But you didn't talk about this the meeting when I was like driving in the car when you when you came back and I. Called in. That was the day that you no, took no, the no, 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 okay. no, no. This that is because I was something. on that call too. No. no, no, there's no, no, there's. No, I mean, that that was part yeah. of the land swap, so okay. I'm not sure no. how that would work. But, um, That's my only question. Thank yeah. you. Other comments or questions? 
Mr. Zoll. Um, uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. <coughs> um, so, Nick, just a quick um, edit. You're missing a question mark after the. Uh, He's a way to me. If we're asking questions, we should have question marks. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then just. Uh, <laughs> sorry to be that guy. Um, then you know, the other one with the red the, pen in your hand over there. I know, right? What do you do with the red pen? Are <laughs> <laughs> you writing a journal? <laughs> Um, on the, um, the, I think you're exactly right about the opportunity for public comment. I think that um, a public meeting following the completion of the draft report, I think it should be required, honestly. I, I mean, I, I think it's great to offer people the, a, a comment during the study, but I think after the study, um, having them uh, walk through what the study does, because I think, as you alluded to, they could just dump it in our laps and say, good luck, and it's 200 pages and we don't know how to sort the data. Um, not that they will do that, but it's you know it could be feasible, um, and I, so I would be amenable to changing the you know would be helpful for further review and public comment. I think uh, I think we probably need something that's a little stronger there. Sure. Um, following completion of the draft report should um, will be necessary for further review. Would be my suggestion instead of would be helpful. It will be necessary. Okay, Mr. Chair, would it be all right if, if we brought the chase up for a second on this issue? Sure. Because I just, I see how it's done. How it's done has had a long history with projects here on this town. I mean, the village, the square, the one tree. Is Howard Stein assigned to this chase? Is Howard Stein taking this on? Or was, how is Howard Stein and the, are they being assigned this? Yes, yeah, so Howard Stein Hudson is the engineering firm Mass DOT hired to do the corridor study. So they're doing that in conjunction with the Randolph Ave and Chicken Top project. So in answer to your question, historically, Howard Stein Hudson has been very good about whenever we've asked to come in and present, like, very good. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see them just dumping in it and walking. I think they're too invested here. You know, they've done so much work in this town over the years. Like, and I didn't know they were going to be there. I was, as I said to you, I'm like, Howard Stein, so I didn't know they were on this. So, And I agree with you. I, I just, I think... But how much time are they, do we know how long they're going to take and how long they took so to say they're going to do this? It's due in the spring. Okay. It's due right. in the spring. Um, all right. Other comments or questions on the letter? Ms. Mustang. No, sure. I'm wondering, do you think that um, with regards to the timing of, like the timing of lights, they had mentioned specifically Reed and Hillside. Um, do we need to put that in there? Just wondering if we should be more specific. No, I think that's, that's a good edit. I, I, good can, I can roll that into it. Because um, they did mention that themselves. And then also, I'm just wondering um, if we should put some other type of wording about that left turn signalization, because it looks like they're going to, I think what people were saying is, can you put the left turn signalization on? And the response was, um, we're going to look at that. It looks like one of the signals probably can do that. The other one, we have to evaluate if we change the signal head to fit the um, structure that's there. So I'm wondering if we could sort of put something in about that, because I don't, the, right, the way I read it, it doesn't sound like we're really asking them to do that right now. Sure. So um, I have a proposed bullet on that point. <laughs> okay. Um, and I would put it as the second bullet point, um, mm -hmm. saying M MassDOT will analyze usage of left-hand turn-only signals and striping left-turn lanes. So that's what all that writing's about over there, right? That's what this, that's what this writing's about. There's many other that, writings. I think that covers it. And, and I did. Is that, when I, I mean, yeah, no, I think that's that where you were headed? I, mean, yeah. I, I just wanted it to be more specific. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think that's great. Thank you. Um, and, and I do think that it's very important to have the public process 
on this whole thing. Um, that's part of what had happened last time. They were at 25% design and then they went right to 75% design. So we don't want to run into another situation like that. So I think to Mr. Zoll's point, we do want to make it strong that we strongly worded that we you know, expect to have you know, a public process and a yeah. public meeting or more than that, but at least at the minimum before they go gun ho on whatever they want to do. Other okay. comments or questions? Or motions? I'll make a motion to approve the letter as amended. Uh, Second. Yep. Motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Milano, uh, for that. Um, Mr. Berkeley is here. Should we move up his item? Is he? Uh, uh, he is wants he? to go home. Yeah. <laughs> well, both this and stormwater, I think. Could, What's that? The, the next item and then stormwater. Um, the, oh, the next, uh, yeah, next, next item team. as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So item six is discussion approval of the petition to the Massachusetts Department of Transportation to modify speed limit. On Route 28 in accordance with MGL uh, Chapter 90 section motion. 18. Well, just to set it up, just okay. to set up. For the purpose of discussion. Yeah, okay. it it occur. It it appears. Well, so the motion has been made um, uh, to oh, approve. Second. Motion been made and setting. It appears that we have the the um, opportunity uh, to make such a petition. It could be a petition that is consistent with what town meeting voted uh, a year and a half ago and what. I believe Senator Timothy has currently pending uh, with the legislature to uh, change the speed limit on that on that um, on that road, Mr. Milano. You look sure. like you're no, I just wanted to. I, so, what is unclear is quite how Mass DOT treats this process. Um, we don't know what kind of information, if any, they need or want from communities that are petitioning them. Um, I think if the board is interested in that, you know, I think certainly have a vote tonight. We'll follow up with MassDOT, get that process started. But what that actually means is a little unclear. Um, and then in terms of Senator Timothy's, um, well, in terms of the home rule petition that Senator Timothy has filed on behalf mm -hmm. of the town, is that's that's 25 miles an hour, and it says in the approaches to Chickatabit Road. So it's not again in terms of what MassDOT might be looking for. That isn't doesn't quite specify a geographical area. Um, the new statute um, allows for a town to ask for a state highway in its geographical areas to be reduced in speed. But that's, yeah. as, that's as much direction as they provide. So what that mile per hour should be um, or what kind of information MassDOT may be looking for is kind of unclear at this moment. But I just wanted to provide that context for the board. Thank you, Mr. Milano. Mr. Uh, Mr. Wells. That's all. I mean, we're basically asking for adaptation of fundamental speed level it'll kind of puts the ball in their lap as to what they think would be appropriate on a state road, um, which differs from what Senator Timothy's filed. But it does kind of send a message, which why I made the motion. It does send a message from us that we want them to look at it. I think it's smarter to let the experts decide on what they can safely, because one of the things, at least that I know, is it's very difficult to enforce speed there, particularly between Reed Street and newcomers because it's just not safe to stay, stop a car there. For any reason, it's just very, very dangerous. There's no shoulders, it's tough, it's tough. So just so I understand, are you suggesting that we, we, we petition MassDOT to modify the speed limit in their discretion? Well, it's, uh, that's what the, that's what lower the, the I believe that's limit? what the statute allows. Yeah. Kind of, it, 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 it's, we're asking them to look at it 
conduct some analysis, and at least that's how I interpret. I could be wrong, but that's my memory of it. And because that's a, I believe that's the section you're referring to on the chapter ninety. Is it ninety eighteen, right? Yes. 918? That question I think was on the side of this test when I took it. <laughs> Other comments or questions, Ms. Musta? Thank you. The other question I have is with regards, I know it's not in this article, so we're talking about State Highway, Route 138. Is that something that we could add onto another agenda for the same um, type of Yes, potential? I, that was the type, we had it on there. I we thought meant you to did, take that's it off. why. Yes, yeah. no. I it, thought it was The there. intention was to talk <laughs> okay. about 28. Right, um, okay. Not okay. 138 this is this 28, not 138. Yes. But it did say yeah. 1.138 as it well. Yeah, but the, we can include that on the agenda, on the subsequent we, agenda. Okay. And well, I just this, wanted to clarify further this, on this, Section 18 is this, and this is what the change has been, Mr. Wells, is that um, upon approval of uh, the department has, if the select board submits a petition, Mass DOT's state traffic engineer has 90 days to approve it or deny it. Um, if they don't act on it within the 90 days, the petition speed goes into effect. So the board in their petition has to request a specific speed specific that speed. they think 28 should be set at, for example. Right. That is, this is, and this is a recent change. So I, I, I'm not aware of how these have been acted upon or not by Master T to date, because I think it only went into effect this calendar year. So my question was, where did this originate? From you or from you? Or? We, we, we received an email uh, from, I believe, a resident notifying of the, okay. us of this. And okay. the question is, do we want to pursue it? It's something we could table or we can pursue it, Mr. Zoll. I'm just curious, and you may not know this off the top of your head, Mr. Milano, but uh, how how often are cars pulled over for speeding in Milton? Because I can't remember the last time I saw. I saw uh, somebody last night. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I can get you some data. I'd, I'd be curious to know, just because for me, it's, you know, if, if, if we change this or if we changed it dramatically, um, I'd be curious about enforcement. I'm mindful of the comment that we heard earlier about, um, you know, sort of uh, the, the population that would be getting pulled over and making sure that we were keeping uh, that in mind. Um, and similarly, I'd also worry if we, if we dramatically changed it, that you would have some people that weren't familiar with the fact that it got changed and you could have a, a couple of weeks of pretty chaotic uh, driving, which, um, you know, we always hope that people look at signs, but maybe they um, people who are used to not looking at them might not look at them. So I, I I'm not sure that I'm ready to vote yeah, on so, them. So yeah, that. Given that, I thought you uh, so I'm going to withdraw it. Yeah. I thought you had something you wanted to. No, it no, it's just really, really for discussion. To. I mean, uh, for two purposes. One, uh, because town meeting took the action in May of 21, and two, because uh, and that was was uh, not acted on by Governor Baker. It was vetoed by Governor Baker. Uh, and then um, before he let right before he left office, and then uh, Senator Timbalty has filed it on his own to have that, and I believe it's a 25 mile hour, 25 mile an hour speed limit. So the question is, is it something that we want to uh, to pursue? Uh, maybe something we might may want to get more information on. We could ask our D. I, I don't want to put our DPW director on the on the spot to say, you know, is 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 that something we should do? Is it, it would it be helpful on on that road? And in, in your opinion, but yeah, so I, I you think can defer if you don't want. No, to. No, no, I'm happy to answer. Yes, I think it actually is a very good opportunity. Um, kind of up until this point where the statute was changed, um, Mass not always cautioned when 
um, requesting speed zoning evaluations, that the, the answer could be that you need to raise the speed limit. Right. It's certainly not the outcome mm -hmm. you know that we want to see here. Um, mm -hmm. if, if you're able to explicitly ask for a reduction in speed and they're willing to consider it, um, th that that's a kind of a no-lose situation. It's either a no or we'll reduce it. So, um, you know, the, the balance with speed zoning is always efficiency versus safety and trying to find that middle ground. Um, and, and a lot of the times the way they do it is they take all the speed signs down and measure the data and they look at the 85th percentile of, you know, how fast do the 85% of the people drive on the road and they pick the closest five mile an hour um, multiple. If they do it at 5 p.m. <laughs> so yeah, so again, you're dealing with a road that has heavy volume some parts of the day and then very light volume in between, which can make it look like an open highway. Uh, typically why you see such high speeds off hours. But, Mr. Wells. You may remember in your younger days, the statewide slogan 55 and stay alive. Mm -hmm. That's long gone. That yeah. 55 is now 65 and in some places 70. I, I remember um, the slogan, it's not just a good idea, it's the law. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he, he I, and I, you're right. I mean, Chase is right. I, I, as soon as he said, when you talked about it, I said, I'm like, wow, this could go up instead of going down. But now it's apparently the case that, that this board can petition for a specific uh, a specific amount. So, Mr. Zoll. So I, I think we should, I think we should get a little bit more info before we uh, make the petition. I'd be curious to hear from Chief King about um, his thoughts about how they how this would be enforced, um, and and what the impact would be. Um, so I, I you know if we can if we could get that, and I think if other folks have other information they'd like to get and suggest. Um, I, I'm not opposed to the Yike concept. I just feel like we need a little bit more information on what the is it, Ms. Musto. Um, I agree, and I also would put a plug in for 138. Yeah. If you're going to talk to Chief King, we should ask him about both because sure. they're both state highways. So, so does it make sense to table this to the tw till the 28th, and then bring sure. it? Ask Chief King if he can come in on that day and speak to yeah. uh, speak to both of them, Mr. Berkeley as well. I think the data is really the thing that's going to tell you. You know, if you do some start, put some tubes down, start to take some. The data is going to open uh, open your eyes. And as far as like tolerance, as far as speed enforcement, I think today, like you, what you just said, they're way below. I mean, back in the days of the Northeastern study, I think they thought that back then that we were at a at a threshold of what could be, what they thought was reasonable, was like 400 citations a month was the number that they picked. And I, I think from a study we saw posted last year, it's nowhere near that today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one one benefit of this this change is this that it, it this gives this board the opportunity to act in the way that town meeting sought to act and 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 um, and acted, which was vetoed by Governor Baker. So this would give this board the opportunity to take action on behalf. What was the, it, was, just, it was voted on by what town was the meeting. Town meeting? What, I, don't know, what I believe was it? it was uh, twenty May twenty one. It was to it was to do it was to authorize a home rule petition to reduce the speed limit to 25 uh, and on uh, those two streets because we already uh, are only on 28 only, only on 28 because okay. we and, are on and governor baker right. vetoed it without explanation on his last afternoon in office i would i believe yes. i would yeah, bet, I would no, bet mass thought yeah. was away against that i would they found it stuck in his desk <laughs> <laughs> it was a pocket uh so all right so oh, we'll we'll uh we'll put this on for the 28th and then um before we um, jump off yes of DOT, oh, i just uh, wanted to Ms. thank Ms. you so much 
just wanted to say that the acting secretary has been made the real secretary. secretary. Um, so it was really nice to see that she came out and that she will still be the one that's heading this. So I just yes. wanted to give that a nice little plug um, for her that's and good. congratulations to her. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Send some prayers. It's one tough try. <laughs> All right. So Mr. Berkeley is here, and um, I believe he wants to talk to us about stormwater. Um, so if I can find it on the agenda. Um, Item eight. Eight. Number eight. Number eight. Oh, is it? Oh, it's yeah, way Oh, there it is. It's right at the bottom of the page. All right. So, item eight, discussion approval, FY 2024 stormwater fees. Should we go right to Mr. Berkeley? Is that, uh, is that the way to go? Sure. Okay. Mr. Berkeley. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Chase Berkeley, DPW Director. So, um, here tonight, requesting approval for our proposed FY 24 stormwater utility rate. Um, just as a reminder, um, this is the stormwater enterprise budget revenue source. So we bill property owners in town or stormwater specific costs that uh, the town has. Um, unlike your gas bill, your electric bill, your water and sewer bill, there's no meter for stormwater. So the way that the costs are proportionalized across properties are based on the impervious surface in town. So the, the rate is a linear rate. It's just a, um, a division of the budget divided by how much impervious area there is in town. And then that's applied to each property and an annual one annual bill is sent. Um, so um, I think on the next slide up there, we have a breakdown of what the, the, the most uh, common way we bill properties for single family homes are by tier groups rather than having to produce an individual bill for every property, uh, which would be an administrative burden and just end up driving up costs. Um, single family homes are grouped. So that the table up there shows the change in cost for the year uh, from FY23 to FY24. Uh, it's a, overall a 4.5% rate increase, um, and, and that is pretty much due to increases in our debt service and salary and wages. Uh, our expenses for the Stormwater Enterprise Fund were level-funded um, from the previous year. So just to keep pace with the rising costs. Um, and... Um, just one more slide on the back, just to uh, demonstrate that we do try to be as fair as possible. So we're utilizing some of the newer technology and this is a product we um, were tipped off to from the town of Easton where uh, we have access to uh, flyovers of, of the town uh, four times a year. So our GIS analyst, Alan Bishop, reviews those flyovers and updates our, um, our mapping and assessments to reflect the most current conditions and tries to keep up uh, with all the development and changes to be as fair as possible to all the residents. So, you know, a lot of uh, additions and construction work over the last couple of years in town and, and keeping up with that, that's a very helpful tool and it's relatively low cost for the, the value of it. Mr. Berkman, comments or questions? Just as a reminder on, <clears throat> on these utilities, just like water and sewer, all properties in town are subject to this. It's not just um, the residential and commercial, it's also the nonprofit institutions are also assessed for stormwater. And the other thing, um, Chase, if you just describe um, what this does pay for on an annual basis. I think it, there's a lot of um, good services that come out of the stormwater utility that people should be aware of. Sure, yeah, so essentially it's the operation and maintenance of the stormwater system, which are the pipes, the drains on the streets, and, and how that water, when it rains out, gets conveyed to the water bodies in town. On top of that, it's things like street sweeping. Um, one of the biggest costs is the dis 
collection and disposal of the yard waste in town. So to um, remove those leaves and, and uh, organic material off the streets, which are the number one cloggers of drains and also produce nutrients that have that cause issues in the receiving waters, like uh, nutrients like phosphorus that cause problems uh, for those sensitive ecological areas. So stormwater um, yard waste is a, a, a valid cost to be expensed to the stormwater utility. It's about you know four hundred thousand dollars of the six hundred and fifty uh, in the expense budget. So, uh, but we have a lot of leaves here in Milton. This yeah, you look out your window right now. Count the numbers of bags yeah, in front so, of every house. Oh, yeah. Comments or questions? Do you want a motion? Do you want to? Are we sure? Uh, so I'll make a motion <clears throat> to approve the FY twenty twenty four stormwater fees as recommended by the DPW director. I'll second. Motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you, Mr. Berkland. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks, Chase. Uh, back to item seven, uh, which is a discussion approval contract with PMA Consultants as the owner's project manager for the new school project. Do we have Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. Chair, I'll make a, I'll make a oh, motion to okay. approve the contract with PMA Consultants as the OPM for the new school project. A second. Motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? Oh, if Sean's here, he can just go back. He can turn off <laughs> I don't, and keep I, going. Actually, I don't know that he's here. Uh, All right. Uh, um, motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So my return is moving along. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> is. it is. Did you say aye on that one? I did say Unanimous. aye, yes. I All right. Unanimous. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, it is moving things along. Thank you for that. Uh, item nine, uh, discussion update approval, special town meeting, December 4th, 2023, warrant articles. Do we have anything uh, here, Mr. Milano? No updates for me, Mr. Chair, only that the warrant is available on the town website now. It was dropped to the post office last night, so it should be arriving. Mine, in mine town came today. Mine came today. And mine was in the mailbox today. Okay, that's mm -hmm. pretty good. Uh, so <laughs> people should be seeing them now, apparently. Uh, and so, unless you um, delivered it, no, um, so that's good news that they're they're getting out there. Um, we have plenty of copies available in our office. Anybody wants a hard copy and doesn't want to print it themselves. Any comments or questions on the uh, on the articles? Do we need a vote? No. No. no? Um, all right. Um, item ten: uh, discussion approval, select board finance committee report. Ms. Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, the Select Board Finance Committee met on the 9th of this month. Um, we met specifically to talk about the ARPA funding and kind of where we're at with that. Um, we have currently expended all the funds. All the funds have been allocated from the county ARPA bucket, um, but we still have about 420000 unallocated from the other bucket. Am I saying that right? Yep, the treasury that we got directly. Um, and, and so uh, we had two people come before us. Uh, the broadband committee came before us to talk about um, detailed network design, um, which is kind of where they're at right now. It's really exciting. I can't wait for it to get to our homes. Um, and they asked for $40,000, but it should have been $48,000. And so, um, Mr. Zoll and I are recommending to the select board that we uh, appropriate $48,000 to the broadband um, committee. And then we also had- the fund, You mean to fund the broadband, to, to be directed to the broadband, broadband committee. committee? yep. Is that a motion? Motion? It can be. Second. <laughs> well, it's, it's, to fund a, it's to fund the, the consultant. The consultant. To develop second. a plan. Second. To develop a plan. I'll second okay. that. 
It's, it's... Oh, uh, motion's been made and seconded. Uh, we do have Mr. Lynch here from the Broadband Committee, but perhaps we don't need him. Uh, any further discussion? Mr. Zoll. I might just add that the ARPA bill specifically talks about funding right. for broadband access. Um, so, it, you know, I think makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. So, so and, and just embellish it just a bit, uh, you know, the Broadband Committee, we, we have now um, the project moving forward to replace the INET in town. Mm -hmm. This is a, a project to uh, connect all the homes. It would be fiber to the home. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the only way to develop a plan for fiber to the home is to have a consultant help you do it. Um, it takes a lot of different forms. One form is that uh, people, uh, that um, residents would decide to pay for it, and then the town could bond, the town could bond it. And then right. the, the town would have um, its own broadband. It would be an open network. And, uh, and the, the goal would be to reduce fees significantly. So, And they did the, receive two bids on this. Yes. So it's not just one person. And this was significantly less yes. than the, the one bid was significantly less than the first. So. Okay. All right, motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. Okay, the second thing that came in um, to talk to us was this, the school department. Um, all It was mainly around buses. All of the elementary school right now currently have a bus. The middle and high school, though, there are 120 kids on the wait list for a bus. They can get about 46 kids on a bus, and each bus does three runs. So um, it's really... I had no idea that this was part of um, Dr. Pavlicek's job, but he plans the routes, and it's yeoman's work. So, um, so with this, we could actually, with getting another bus, we could actually kind of change some of the routes around so that kids aren't having to be picked up so early. You know, those that are out on like Unquity Road, I think he said was one, and then and East Milton. Milton. Yeah. So those those two sections of town are really hard to get the kids in. Um, so for the rest of this year, it's a $55,000 um, ask for fiscal year 24, and then that's all we're asking for now, and then we'll see about next year and the ask for that. So I heard it was 80, it's only 55? So for a full year, it's $85,000 for a full oh, year for, for a, a bus, but because we're not a, doing a full year, it's only 55000 And again, we do have 420 unallocated. I was going to make a motion, but I'll let you. No, I just want to ask: question. Is it will this get the all of the 120 kids off the waiting list? Um, no. Not all of them, but no. it'll do a, a a big chunk. Particularly in East Milton, I think, which is yeah. uh, has the biggest backlog. Okay. And it's really hard for them to get to the. It's not an easy route to get to the high school and the middle school. It's okay. very. It's dangerous. Okay. Um, I guess I guess I'm fully support this. I guess the question is: Is there a way to get? All the kids Two buses. Have to wait. All the kids so have to so wait. Why not get a second bus? Um, uh, they didn't make that ask. They didn't make that didn't. ask. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you, but I. How are they going to decide who in the hundred twenty? They what are they going to do a lot? I think they did. it's geo it's geography. Also, they look to figure out where the most Who's kids the are. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe Mr. Milano, you can reach out to the superintendent and tell him there is some thought on the select board to <laughs> sure. maybe going right. a little further. I can certainly do that. Thank okay. you. So for right now, can we? I just want this to keep it to one. Okay. Yeah, well, now. no. We, okay. we, we, yes, this is the, this is the motion. Thank so, you. This must have. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, full, I'm fully supportive of the bus. I just have a couple questions about the bus. So this is for middle and high school. Is that correct? correct? Yeah, I did. Know and that. so do well, we? Did, well, not, so not really. It kind of. 
The way it's going to work is that it will be one bus. We're getting one bus because we have 120 kids on the wait list for middle and high school. But when they reconfigure the routes with this new bus, which they're going to have to do, it's possible that elementary kids that are in East Milton or out on Uncritic Road will also be part of this change. Does Each that bus runs three routes. Yeah. Right. I figure that when you said three routes, that tells yeah. me that's more than So it's just the elementary. And then the middle. So there may be yeah. elementary kids that end up riding this bus, but they were probably already riding a bus. And do people pay to have their kids ride the bus at certain ages? Um, so by I law, know my kids did, so that's why I'm asking. By law, we have to bus kids up to sixth grade. Yeah. By law. Right. So we cover all of that. Yeah. I have no idea if they charge for. You have they definitely kids. charge because I pay. All right, so yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, is it in high school? It's high school, right? You pay? High school and middle school, middle, you I pay. Think, too, yeah. We used to pay. Yeah, yeah because you, it's then yeah. we don't have that legal obligation. Right. So, okay. yes, we do pay. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> so you said so 45. Yeah. For, uh, 55 make, for. Okay. I'll make a motion to fund the 55000 for to the Milton Public Schools. For I'll the second. School. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Go ahead, kill me. All right. Call. What did you do? Item eleven. Uh, OPEB uh, policy. Second reading. Yeah. Is this smooth? It's the same thing really? you guys read when I was, you know, vertigoing on my couch um, last week or last oh two weeks God. ago. Um, I don't think that there was any questions at that point. Mr. Milano, am I wrong on that? Yes, there... that's. Uh, I we updated the policy to reflect the fact that the pension system is fully funded and that we are going to allocate um, a minimum of two and a half million dollars going forward to those long-term liabilities and it'll seesaw between both pension and, and OPEB depending on, on what the needs are in that given year. Um, for example, in fiscal 25, um, the retirement system set a funding schedule that will allocate an, an additional million dollars to retirement, which will leave $1.5 million going to OPEB under this policy. Um, for at least the next two years until the funding schedule for the retirement system is revisited. Right. Um, and the retirement board had asked us for a type of policy like this. And, and the amount, Mr. Milano, that has been going to the re retirement fund is $4.5 million? Correct. So this would, uh, if we adhere to this goal of $2.5 million, it would free up $2 million. Correct. Correct. Do we have a motion? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make a motion to approve the OPEB policy, period. Is that enough? I'll second. Yep. Motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. All right. Uh, item 12. Um, hold on. Item 12. Discussion approval letter to the Environmental Protection Agency and the Mass Department of Environmental Protection regarding comments on draft permit number um, Mass 0103284. Mr. What is this? Sure. Um, so the MWRA is currently going through its um, permitting process for its discharge permit, its NIPTES permit. Um, they have a draft permit from EPA and MassDEP currently. The MWRA advisory board as well as MWRA are, are sending in comments on that draft permit. They've asked communities to sign on to a comment letter. Um, because of two particular issues. Um, and the main one for Milton's perspective is that going forward, Mass EPA want, or EPA and Mass EP want all of the MWRA communities to be co-permittees. 
So um, the concern from the advisory board's perspective is, well, that would make the town of Milton liable for the actions of the MWRA over which we have no control. Um, so rather than the MWRA be the permittee, MWRA, Milton, Boston, and so on would all be co-permittees on this and could be held liable for certain actions of each other and of the MWRA. So it's, it's um, an issue that the advisory board has flagged. They're asking uh, folks to sign up to comment letters for. So we have a draft comment letter, but the advisory board is, is working on further changes to theirs. Um, and they'll be discussing that on a meeting on Thursday. Um, DPW Director Berkeley will be going to that meeting. So um, more updates to come, but I just wanted to provide that update now and we'll um, be looking for, we'll be looking to submit a letter with comments um, probably at our next meeting. Okay. All right, so no, no, no action on that. So we'll defer any comments or questions on item 12. Seeing none, item 13, discussion, update approval, Milton Landing Committee, and we have four sub-items. First is the Select Board Landing Committee initiatives. So Mr. Wells, Mr. Milano. So I just kind of big picture on a couple of things that we've been working on. Um, we have our partners on the dredging project, which is tie-in bond. Um, have also been looking at the seawall down at Milton Landing. We've applied for a grant from the Seaport Economic Council to um, design and improve seawall um, that would result in um, kind of three distinct upgrades down there, improvements to the seawall, closing of the captain's landing ramp, and a replacement of the existing boat ramp with something that's more accessible to all potential users of um, the Composite River here in Milton um, and elsewhere. Um, I think that's that's kind of the biggest one of the bigger things that has been taken on in the last few weeks to get that um, submitted to the Seaport Economic Council and Tim and Josh um, did a lot of great work on that. So wanted to mention that um, we did have a meeting with the Yacht Club on winter boat storage today, but I think I'm jumping the gun. There. I don't know if Mr. Wells is anything. No, else go ahead. I think we've we've come to a uh, a temporary agreement. Yeah, a temporary agreement to get us through the winter with the Yacht Club, which would allow them to. Um, pay a monthly rate uh, and store the boats for the remainder of this winter. Um, and then, depending on the outcome of the RFP, we would look at, and we did have the RFP meeting yesterday, and there's one significant interest there. It's, okay. there, there were two, two entities there, but one appears to have a very long-term interest with financial support, which is something that... But, in light of that, we did have, you can tell me where if I go wrong, we did have discussions with the Yacht Club about trying to move forward, find a way to have, continue to have um, winter storage of some type on 41 Wharf. It may, it may be a lot A, but, um, but that's how, that's the agreement we came to today, and we'll leave it to Nick to try and work that out there, and they were agreeable. Would you agree? They were, they were very agreeable. They were definitely well. agreeable, and they um, they also offered to take out the docks for this year. Yeah. For this year, so this we year. appreciate them doing that, and we took that into consideration with this negotiation. So it went very and well. And the price we gave, them, so they were very happy with it. And so, and then, um, so is this a deal we want to? Is this a deal? We, I'm sorry. I just let me just. Is sure, this a deal we want to uh, approve tonight, or? Uh... Yeah, I think. I guess we can. The approval of the numbers would be, up, but I guess we could approve. So it. it's four hundred and fifty dollars a month um, to June, um, with the understanding that um, 
we'll all work together in terms of a potential new tenant down there to to maneuver things to have them have the storage they need for the next six months. Because we do know, and, and they understood that um, that if, if there is a potential new tenant that goes there, that they would probably want to start before June. And so we agreed with them to make it amenable to keep lot A open. And if we have to move anything from lot B to lot A for a couple of months, that we would do that and keep it at the same rate. Must I catch you up? Sorry. sorry. No, sorry about that. So I just wanted to clarify this is for lot B lot for B. the winter storage, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so $450 a month. Any any other <clears throat> terms of the of the agreement? That they will take out the uh, they'll take out the docks, the docks. For, this yeah. Yeah. for this year. For this year. Um, and what I, about install for next year? That's an issue we're gonna have to address. It is our dock and it's town council's had some comments. We, we need to go with the no I talk. We've got to, once we get the ramp done, then we can the we dock isn't a big the deal. The ramp is the bigger deal than the docks. We only got through this, and it's you know like a six-month lease, yep. basically. Yeah, it'd be more. They're a tenant well, no lease. So, 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 so I'll, we I'll, we would do no, no, we'd have to put on an RFP if we. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, so, so I'll make a, a motion to approve the um, uh, four hundred and fifty dollar a month um, arrangement with the Yacht Club in exchange for their. Um, when in exchange for their work to take out the ramps, I'll second. Take out. I'm sorry. Take out the floats. Um, motion's been made. You took out the ramp too. Yeah. They yeah. Want them. <laughs> <laughs> motion's been made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Unanimous. All right. So that's winter boat storage. Uh, good. Great job. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then we have on, so that's item A and item C. Item B is the charge composition of the Select Board Landing Committee. Can, Mr. Chair, can yeah. I ask a question? Ms. Can Ms. we go back up to, to A? Nick, you said it sure. was the, the seawall, the boat ramp. There was three things that you said, and I think I missed one. Yeah, so the other one is the, there are two ramps, the one farthest down. Yeah, on but the that far little right, one. The little Captain's one. And call, we yeah, referred, yeah, you heard it today. They, yeah. call, they call it mm -hmm. Captain's Landing. Right. So that's the other. So those are your th the three goals that everybody's working on right now. Correct. Okay, thank you. All right, back to item B, Chair. I shouldn't mention oh. the dock. A long term, like a, a new replacement dock long term mm -hmm. is part of kind of an overhaul to that area that hits those long term goals for better okay. waterfront access so, to all potential users. Who else? Could we potentially move the charge to, because the Landing Committee wanted to be here tonight, and Mr. Carroll wanted to go on a conservation Christmas Mr. Burkhoff, I'd rather have them all here. I think it'd be prudent. Than, defer so we could just 28th. defer that. Yep. We could defer, defer that. The and then uh, the last one we have is, is the Harbor Master. We can do that as well. Defer that to the All right. So we'll defer items B and D to the 28th. Richard, you're smoothing that. <laughs> he knows. He's expediting. He knows. Item, <laughs> item 14, adoption of written procedures for design hold selection. Hold on one Tell them to know what. Tell what Noah does, just so it's two hours. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> what they do two hours and then it ends. That's it. It's a two hour meeting. And Lexington does unending public comment. Oh, yeah. Well, not no, they there's stay, no public there's comment. No, there's no they limit. There's no <laughs> Lexington, they go as long as it takes. Um, keep so, going. Sorry, I, sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> not to get off, not to get off point. Uh, item 14, discussion approval, adoption of written procedures for designer selection in accordance with MGL Chapter 7C, Sections 44 to 58, Mr. Milano. Sure. Uh, in order to select a designer or an architect for a public building project, we need to have written procedures. 
um, and reviewing um, some of the files on it. Just wanted to refresh those um, going forward in anticipation of beginning uh, architect selection for a new school. Uh, the draft written procedures are essentially the template recommended by the Office of the Inspector General with some uh, Milton specific tweaks. Uh, they were provided in the packet. I'm happy to answer any questions, but um, the process will be reiterated. Any requests for services that is submitted, issued by the town for designer services. So we'll have perhaps not in the 28th, but in December, um, a request for services for an architect for a school um, for the select board's review and uh, release. So these are these are um, noted as procedures, not a policy. So it doesn't seem that we would need a first and a second reading of these. We can just no. adopt them if we Make wish. a motion would adopt. All second. Uh, motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. Okay. Um, Item 15, discussion, update approval, town meeting member communication. Is this Mr. Milano? Sure. Um, yes, we've been continuing to work on this. I've put together um, some templates to, to start putting this into place. Uh, I still do have some questions from the moderator. Um, and the town clerk had been um, out of office. Um, so that, that delayed some action here. I, Happy to provide an update our, at our next opportunity to meet, um, you know, making progress. I, I don't think we're ready to announce anything at this point. Um, at this point, kind of the, some of the fundamental pieces haven't changed that we would set this up kind of mimicking what the town of Needham does. Town meeting members offer the opportunity to sign up to provide their email um, organized by precinct. Um, folks would submit a comment through the town website, which would then be distributed to town meeting members. Um, still working through some fundamental parts of that, but that's the overall gist that uh, we've been working on the last few Come weeks. Comments or questions, Mr. Zola? <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, so I guess my only, um, and I appreciate very much why uh, folks have been um, unavailable, particularly the town clerk. Um, I, I guess my I'm concerned that if we, are voting this in if if we decide that we want to have this and we voted in on the 28th that we got town meeting happens like you know six days from from that point so i just want to make sure that if are we are we setting this up so that it would be ready to go on wednesday morning on the 29th so, if we put yeah. it in place I, just kind of two pieces on that yeah from my view we're basically ready to go now as soon as um the the moderator clerk and everybody's kind of on board with it I, I don't think it needs a select board approval. So if if everything's good and they're okay, then we're we're good to go. It's it's more of a process thing. And um, if there are any decision points for the select board to make, I, I'd let you know. But if this is more of kind of a procedural um, thing that an operational item that we can just take care of, and obviously if um, if the board's looking for updates, we'll continue to provide that. And if it's not live by the twenty eighth, we'll make sure to have it on the agenda to, ex Perfect. to explain that. Ms. Bradley and then Mr. Wolf. Thank you so much. Is there an option to email just your precinct members or all town meeting members? The way we've structured this has been that it's it would be precinct okay. specific and not everybody all at once on one email blast. And would you have to put in, if I can, a follow-up, would you have to put in... Um, your precinct number so that you would only be allowed to email your own precinct or can we email each precinct individually it would be a form for each precinct Perfect. so you'd have to okay. fill out the form for each precinct to do that which would take some time but if you can folks wanted to they may 
Right. I'm just thinking of the letters that I received, and I know that those are mass mailed. So I just want to make sure that, that there is a way for folks to mass mail the town meeting members. They could to buy precinct by precinct. Perfect. Thank you. Mr. Wells. So just one question. We're not giving them town emails. No. no. So it's still because you go to town emails and everything, FOIA, that's all gone. Is FOIA going to come into this if you do it anyway? Well, that's still good. So let's say an individual town meeting member decides to email all their town and someone knows about it, can they file a FOIA request with the clerk and get a copy of that email? They could, if, if it is a public record, it's a public record today, tomorrow, whether we have this or not. So it's a question of whether um, all, we're, all the town would be doing here is facilitating that and helping it be easier for folks. It doesn't change the question of whether it's a public record or okay. not. Okay, so that was um, my only question. Yeah. Other comments? And or I don't questions? know the answer of whether it is a public record. So we don't need so. a vote. I'm good. Doesn't sound like it. Um, all right. Uh, item 16 discussion town form regarding impact of Middle East violence on Milton residents. Mr. Zoll. Oh, I thought you already so, did. I thought you moved that well, up. This right, something so I, a little, I put a check next Slightly to different. Yeah, slightly different. We but, probably should have taken this at the same time. But uh, Thank you, Mr. Chair. And I, I think it's, um, you know, I, I won't go on uh, in detail about this, but I just wanted the select board to know that uh, I'd had a discussion with um, both uh, Rabbi Benjamin as well as Reverend Ward, who's the uh, current chair of the Milton Interfaith Clergy Association, or MICA, um, and, uh, you know, this was prior to the um, discussion around the um, idea of a second flag. Um, and I still think it would be a valuable uh, service uh, if MICA was interested in hosting a forum uh, for residents uh, about the impact of, of what's going on. Um, my uh, conversation with uh, Reverend Ward was um, fantastic. And um, I expressed my hope that if there was such a forum, and, and I think they've they've been considering a couple of different ideas. Candlelight vigils were, were mentioned. Um, my um, my uh, hope was that the uh, that Micah would sort of take two things into consideration. I think first, making sure that uh, you had representatives from uh, the Jewish community as well as the Muslim community that were uh, a allowed to speak in in respectful manner, and that the focus of the uh, any forum like that would really be talking about the impact of this violence on uh, Milton residents, and not as a um, not as a forum to discuss um, foreign policy, which no one would have control over. Um, and I think uh, she took both of those suggestions very well. And my hope is that they are now uh, considering this. I don't think the select board has necessarily a role to play here, um, but if there is such a forum, I think it would be worthwhile um, publicizing it and. and um, Potentially, uh, Reverend Ward flagged for me, not having it at a place of worship might be more inclusive. Um, and so mm -hmm. if there is a way for us to provide, help them think about a place to uh, hold such a gathering, um, we might have a role to play there. But I think that would be about the extent of it. That's my And I, I will just add that my understanding, just from speaking with her uh, yesterday, and I didn't realize you has, <clears throat> is that uh, she's ready, willing, and able to participate in an event like this. So. Um, other comments, questions? All right, so we'll see We'll see what goes forward with that. Um, holiday stroll item, we, item 17 we did. Item 18, uh, a one-day liquor license for the Milton Arts Center. I'll make a motion to approve a one-day liquor license. But sorry, on this one, the Milton Arts Center, 334 H Hill Road, Saturday, November 25th. 
homecoming comedy event. I will second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. Item 19, discussion Mr. approval. Mr. Thank Chair. you for the letter to Driscoll. I'll make a, uh, Driscoll Landscape. I just wanted to say that. I'll make a motion to approve a letter of thanks to a longtime resident and owner proprietor of Driscoll Landscaping, John Driscoll. For, this is all of his contributions to the community. Uh, he did some yeoman's work this week on the deck. It's amazing what he did. I watched them. Um, I've known John a long time, and he truly cares about this community, and he gives back in many, many ways. I think this is the least that we can do. So, thank you, Mr. Wells. This sorry, letter references. Yeah, no, no, thinking. thank you. That this letter references uh, just the town hall. We may want to expand it. Uh, oh, yeah, so much. Expand like, it to include <laughs> senior so center, yeah. the library. Oh yeah, the front um, of this building. He did all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you did mention that. I always look at it as, as do the Milton Public Library and the Council on Aging. So we just want to, want to mention the, the, the uh, sure. Manning Thank Park you. as well. Let's we'll send them a trip to Florida, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, has the motion been made and seconded? I will second oh, it. Oh, the motion's I... been made and seconded, and Ms. Musto. Thank you. I just wanted to also take the opportunity to thank Mr. Driscoll for all that he gives back to the community. Um, and I did want to mention that I thought that I had brought this up the same agenda item like a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, did we not send a letter to him a year ago? I just want to make sure we're doing it annually. Oh, annually. Oh, okay. Right. So the I end just of the season. Sure. No, no, it's, it, that, and that's why it reminded me because it was this time last year where we we, okay. we did this. So it's end of the season, fall cleanups, close to not quite done. But, um, okay. you know, you look out on town halls, it's like the leaves don't even fall because they start to fall and then they're gone. And they're then, gone, magically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to, to just reiterate, I think, you know, we're lucky in this community that we have good people that give back to the community. And so I think it's wonderful we're giving this letter to Mr. Driscoll. And, um, and it's, I think, something that as a select board we should be doing all the time for people that give back to our community to recognize them. And so I'm hoping that we can continue to do that with other people that give back. Thank you. <clears throat> Um, all right, motion's been made and seconded. All is in uh, Can I ask Bradley. a real quick question? Yeah, Are you signing on behalf of the entire select board, or is this something that we're going to have to pop in on? Uh, well, right now it's it's styled with all of our signatures, okay, but we can we can go back. We can go to the where we've been I don't signing mind it. Popping in. I don't mind popping in either. All right, so why don't we yeah. pop in? Okay. Why don't we do the pop in? Pop in. All right, pop we'll in. The pop in. in. All right. Um, you should do the pop in. You got that, Lynn? We'll pop uh, it in. <laughs> motion's been made and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, unanimous. Item uh, 20, discussion approval of meeting members minutes, uh, September 19th, 2023. And uh, why don't we go to Ms. Musto on the September 19th minutes? Thank you. Um, I tried to raise them the last time the wrong place, I guess. Um, so I wanted to add on the top of the second page when we talk yep. about the animal shelter, yep. um, that Ms. Muster raised concerns about possible cost overruns related to ledge mm -hmm. and um, questioned who would pay for these overruns. She also raised concerns about leaving the $2.5 towards the project on the table. Um, and at the town farm location, there would be $5 million available towards the shelter. God just spoke. <laughs> I don't know. Was that me? Am I breathing heavily? All right. Um, that was um, the only change. Thank you. Any other uh, any other changes? 
Any others? I, I have one just down on the uh, under item four, um, second sentence or second line. It says, "Per the direction of the MBTA chair, Zola shared a letter." And I, I didn't do it at their direction, so I think we're going to just strike "per the direction of the MBTA" just to make that sure that it's not clear mm -hmm. that. They, I can they, finally say in seven years, I've never edited one. So, uh, <laughs> nothing. All right, with those changes, uh, do we have a motion? I'll make a motion to approve as amended the Second. select board minutes from September 19th. And uh, what was the other one? The 26th. 26th. Second. Um, motion's been made and seconded. Uh, any further discussion? All those in favor? All right. Aye. Aye. Unanimous. All right. I call this the author wave. <laughs> this is the author Doyle wave. Item 21, Town Administrator's Report. Sure. Thank you. Um, Joe Parlovecchia spoke about the um, upcoming event on December 2nd, so I won't mention that, only to say that um, the Halloween stroll was a great event. I was happy to be there, and I was, for the first time, the parents whose there was announcement of a missing child, and it was my child. So, <laughs> made conversation with Roxanne. So, while you were talking with Roxanne, yes. um, I had the baby. <laughs> Didn't have the other one, thanks to Debbie O'Neill and the others. So, um, it is a, it is a lot of fun for the kids. So, please come down. Um, we did appoint. Um, a new HR director, Carla Fidi, who is a Milton resident and has been with the town for the past year as our payroll clerk, um, started as the new human resources director last week. So um, we're um, happy to make that internal promotion um, and she'll be a great asset to the team. The, as I mentioned earlier, a special town meeting warrant is available online um, in mailboxes apparently as well. Um, we are going to be having one more um, forum for um, the planning by the planning and community development department um, Thursday, November 28th. That'll be on Zoom. We're gonna um, reach out to town meeting members specifically for um, for this one. Um, obviously anybody will be able to, to come, but uh, we'll reach out directly to town meeting members to give one last opportunity for um, a, a presentation from Tim, a uh, lengthy opportunity for questions and answers as well. Uh, the last thing I wanna mention was the Susical, the musical this weekend and um, other Thursday. events. Yeah, Thursday at seven, Saturday at two, Saturday at seven, still have tickets available. Um, the Sunday show looks like it was already sold out. The Sunday matinee was sold out. I Sunday think matinee, two excuse me. What are you producing this event? <laughs> Practically, <laughs> we've got a cast member in the house. Um, all right. Um, uh, so, uh, two things for me. Uh, one is um, Veterans Day, which was uh, another wonderful ceremony organized, produced, and directed by Kevin Cook, our Director of Veteran Services. And so, uh, once again, you know, for the past, I believe, eight years, Kevin has been, um, has been a valuable um, uh, contributor and resource to this town. Kevin courageously announced at the ceremony that he's taking seven weeks uh, to deal with some uh, some personal issues um, related to his prior service in the military, uh, and he will be back uh, and uh, ready to go in January. And we'll look forward to having Kevin back and better than ever in January. Um, so thank you to Kevin and thank you to all the veterans and everyone who showed up on Saturday. Uh, second, um, about uh, two weeks ago, I happened to go to a sportsman, sportsman's tennis and enrichment center 
ball uh, in um, in the South End, uh, and um, and it turns out there were two Milton High School students who spoke at the ball, um, Kyle Denny and John Dinkins, both uh, tennis players in Milton High School. And um, it was with great pride uh, that, uh, that I watched them uh, uh, deliver their speeches uh, uh, about the Sportsman's Tennis Club. And they were just fantastic. And they were great, uh, great examples of the Milton public school system, great examples of Milton. And it was just, uh, it was a great uh, opportunity. And there were several other people from Milton there as well, so Milton tables. And so Milton was well represented at the Sportsman's Tennis and the Richmond Center Ball, particularly by Kyle Denny, uh, son of our school committee member, Beverly Ross Denny, and John Dinkins. So I just want to mention that. And am I forgetting something, um, Ms. Bradley? Uh, you'll, you'll help me. Um, I just want to throw out another pitch, my, my regular pitch, um, to ask folks to please apply for committees. Just there are a lot of um, folks that are up for reappointment, and we'd love to see new blood come in um, and new folks with new energy and new ideas. So just because you see that there's, you know, all the slots are full on a committee you're interested in, please um, don't take that as a, as a message that you can't apply. We encourage everybody to apply, and, um, and hopefully we can get all those committees staffed up with the great diversity of our Milton neighbors. Thank you. All right. Oh, Mr. Wells? Oh, sorry. I, yeah. Go ahead. No. I, Go ahead. Just wanted a quick shout out to the Milton High School boys football team, which has made the Final Four. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know the date of their next game, um, but it's coming up. I think they face whoever won between Bill Ricca and Westfield. Yeah. And um, also I want to shout out the uh, Milton swim team. Uh, they're, they did very, very well at States. I think the boys team actually won uh, overall on the, for the boys side. It's a combined score, so they didn't win outright, but there was a really great showing by, the, uh, by the, uh, a team that doesn't have their own pool. So uh, congratulations to the uh, Milton High School swim team. So it could be in next week's finance committee report. Well, we are building a new school. I would I think, love to I think, see a pool. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's on the agenda. I don't think that's on the agenda for discussion. I've been pushing uh, Mr. Wells I'm and then Ms. Mustard. <laughs> so, um, just um, two things that you may have seen in, in uh, last week's Milton mm. Times. Longtime manager of Cunningham Park, retired Randolph mm. school teacher Dave Wagman is stepping down after many, many years. I think it would be appropriate for us send a nice letter of congratulations to him on his many years of service. And it might also be prudent of us to invite just quickly the new park manager, Gary Kelly, former president of Milton Boosters, longtime <clears throat> advocate and coach for Milton sports, especially the work that he's done for Milton <clears throat> girls softball for decades. Um, Gary will be a great addition to the Cunningham Park Foundation. And I think um, for those of you who don't know, it might be just worthy to bring Gary in just for sure. a minute to say hello. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Milano can. I actually mentioned, I, I already said to, um, it would be wise of Nick to at least meet him and have a face-to-face -face with him. Ms. Musto. Thank, thank you, you, Mr. Wells. Thank you. I just wanted to um, also thank Kevin Cook. I think that he has done a wonderful job representing the veterans in our town. And every program that he has put on has been so thoughtful and um, really meaningful. And I know that the family that was honored, their son was honored on Veterans Day. It really, the really meant, the the it really meant so much to them. Um, and I want to thank all the veterans as well um, and wish him the best and look forward to him coming back. 
And I also wanted to wish everybody that's watching a happy Thanksgiving because we don't come back till after that. Well, well we do, we do. Right. We but do. not really. Not, but not, not, really, not yeah. our highly rated, our high, highly yes, rated our versions. Prime time. Yes, the primetime version right. won't be back until so. after Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, item 24, future meeting dates. We have this Friday uh, at a time to be determined um, as quickly as possible so we can get it posted tomorrow morning. And then we have the 28th, and then we have town meeting on the 4th. We, we may have town meeting on the 11th and the 12th, so we'll have those posted. Um, and then we have Tuesday, December 19th. Those are our current dates. So, Ms. Muster. Just a quick question. Just wondering, is it that they couldn't get the auditorium on the yeah. next day? Yeah. Is that why yeah. it is such a... Yeah, it was a concert. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. it was a booking. Because people were asking. Yeah, they, don't like to to P they don't want to go to PS? <clears throat> no, we just, we wanted those three dates. It was, sure, yeah, uh, I mean, that... Those are the, yeah. yeah, those it's are the ones. That, it's already out. That was okay. the we approved it. Right. Okay. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to move them to PS. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, um, item. Oh, so you're all twenty-five. Set. I mean, yeah. Twenty-five. Set, twenty-five uh, future agenda items. Um, I have yeah. a suggestion, which okay. would be, um, I'm wondering if our subcommittees, if we can allow uh, like a ten minute, up to ten minutes. For citizens speak, if anybody does want to speak at our subcommittees, um, I just think it would be a, a nice gesture. Not that we ever really have too many people that really want to speak, but in the event that someone would, it's not a huge amount of time. Do you, well, that's something so we can talk that about. To talk about later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is not the agenda. This is for a future meeting. Yeah. Like Brenda, yes, yes, yes. Put on the twenty-eighth to, to talk I was about gonna, it. You mean the select board subcommittees? Well, yeah, those are the only ones that we govern. That's the only one we govern. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. The ones we that couldn't tell the school committee that we can, they have And to we do. can't tell like the climate action committee what to do either. Uh, well, no, well, I'm that's thinking ours. That's any ours. of those. Oh, we ours. could do all that. That's I'm ours. thinking of any of the committees that we appoint um, yeah. as well, because sometimes people are on watching them, and it would be nice if there's they have the opportunity. I'm not a lot saying for a huge amount of time, mm -hmm. but oftentimes someone might just have a quick question mm -hmm. or a comment. I think it would be valuable. Right, so we'll, just something to throw out we'll there. We'll put that on the, for the 28th. Thank you. Ms. Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I just wanted to thank you for letting all of us speak during your um, chair's report. No, um, uh... I, I don't know if that maybe I really appreciated it because everybody always forgets to give my shout out for volunteer applications. It actually used to say chair's report and members report. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in the past, that was really a, that was an innovation of Tony Farrington, I think, to have all the members reports. Um, it, 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 it almost got to the point where seemed like we you felt an obligation table, yeah. to go around the table. Oh, right. So so, I, so I, I like to okay. keep this a little more informal. You, so the chair's report can include whatever whatever that. you all want to say within within reason. <laughs> <laughs> within reason. Um, all right. Well, motion thank you adjourn. for that. Thank yeah. you for that. Well, unfortunately, not, no, not well, unfortunately. Motion to, motion well, to, let me, let me uh, make a motion. Go ahead. You on make it. We have items 26, 27, and 28. Uh, first, I'll make a motion to adjourn from open session and enter into executive session to approve and release executive session meeting minutes dated uh, June 29, 2022, October 5, 2022, December 6, 2022, January 18, 2023, March 7, 2023, and September 5, 2023, related to the town's litigation against the FAA and executive session minutes dated February 7, 2023, related to the an open meeting law complaint filed by Philip Johenning on January 18, 2023, against the Milton Select Board not to return to open session. 
Do second. I have a second? Second, second. Yeah. Motion's been made and seconded. This will be a roll call vote. Um, all those in favor, Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Mr. Zoll? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Mr. Zulich? Yes. I move to adjourn from open session and return to and to enter into executive session to discuss strategy with respect to litigation based on my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the litigation position of the board. That uh, litigation is uh, Lisa King et al., the Patricia Leo, the Town of Milton, and Milton Police Department, and John E. King. So, like, board will not return to open session. Second. Motion's been made and seconded. All those in favor, Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Um, Mr. Zoll? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Mr. Zulish? Yes. Finally, I move to adjourn from open session and turn to executive session to discuss strategy with respect to threatened litigation against the town by a town employee. Based on my belief that discussion of this matter in open session may have a detrimental effect on the litigating position of the select board, the select board will not return to open session. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. All those in favor, Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Mr. Zoll? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Mr. Zulich? Yes. Uh, item 29. I'll move to adjourn. Motion has been made. Second. All those in favor? Can we, can we adjourn? Uh, we, yeah, yeah, we adjourn. Okay. We adjourn and we're not going to return to open session. We adjourn, we're adjourning from open session. All right. Motion's been made and second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone. And we will see you Happy again on November 28th. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving to all.